just like that. What it is, y'all know what time it is. Welcome to Panther Politics Podcast. I am one of your hosts, one of the, the treacherous three, the new treacherous three, you understand? Seven the Panther, aka the Carolina Hurricane Ridiculous Slang, aka your baby mama's favorite rapper, aka a whole lot of other shit you probably shouldn't call me to my face. If you know what time it is. Yo, and of course I'm locked in with my G's, my guys. So glad to have them on, man. Mojo Barnes, what up? Hello. <laughs> Hello. What's going on? Everything is everything, man. You know what I'm saying? Just trying to get it in, you know. Glad glad to be back locked in with y'all, man. This is this should be one of the highlights of my week, you know what I'm saying? So I'd definitely be be glad to get it in with y'all. Eat a man out of LA. How you living, bro? Good, man. What's happening? So everything is everything, bro. You know what I'm saying? Just trying to get it, trying to get it. So hey, y'all, um, Mojo, we'll get to yours in a second because I already know what part of that was. But how's how your weekend been, brother? Man, it ain't over yet. <laughs> so, uh, I mean, you know, it's been chilling. No doubt, no doubt. I mean, you know, usually, you know, usually when I ask, hey, how your weekend been? It'd be some some shenanigans, but we. Like you said, it ain't over yet, so we, just, we still got yeah, I still got the day to get through. You know what I'm saying? No, got, got, got a lot planned today. EPMD's got a free show in the park today. Oh, yeah. that's lit. That's lit. Yeah, I'm trying, trying to fucking move to L.A. Even right now, there's a beat swap meet right now. That's where I, I take the time to, like, you know, I end up meeting a lot of producers there. So, you know what I'm saying? Like, su- Sunday... It can be a heavy day also, so. Sure did. Well, Sunday, yeah, Sunday's usually pretty heavy, heavy for me, too, so I feel it. Yeah, absolutely. Shit, that's what's up. Beat swap me? Like, we don't, man. I'm going to tell Washington, they got to step their hip-hop game up, man. This is crazy. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, like, for the longest, LA, LA has an extremely strong underground hip-hop scene. And you know, like, got to understand, like, we, like, the number one entertainment market in the United States, so far as, like, making, like, making the entertainment. You know what I'm saying? Right. So there's a lot of stuff that goes on here. Like Cormega was out here Friday night. I missed that show. I couldn't go. You know what I'm saying? I, I saw the uh, footage from that and I was upset. I actually was was hanging out with Big Twin last night. And for yo, done, where the fuck was you at? You know what I'm saying? Uh, so, you know, so that's what it was last night. Kicking, kicking. Yeah, so like that's why I said the weekend ain't over. Like, you know, I, in case people don't know, we shoot this on Sunday mornings. So, my Friday night was chill. I just stayed at home Saturday. I just stayed at home, did some work. But today, I'm going to get it in. So, you know, it's it's, it's just mad stuff to do. No Always. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. I feel that shit. Oh, Mr. Barnes. <laughs> oh, how's your weekend been, brother? It's been interesting. Uh, dropped surface tension yesterday. No doubt. That's, that's been exciting. You know, I haven't released any music in like seven years. That might be an exaggeration. No, we're in 2023 right now. Yeah, so yeah it's, it's, it's been a little while since I released some music, but yeah, dropped that shit yesterday. It's on all streaming platforms. Be excited about that. Other than that, I've been doing the usual drinking, smoking, and trying to get through the fucking day. Yeah. Got you. Unfortunately, that, that's kind of what it ends up boiling down to in a lot of cases. <laughs> smoking, drinking, just trying to get through the day. I feel you on that shit. Like, man, I got yes. fucking, uh, I gotta work on Saturdays and I hate that shit. Ugh. Yeah. 
Yeah, working on Saturday sucks, you know. I I, I made it a, a point at my most recent employer um, to tell them, hey, look, bro, I'll give you Monday through Friday. You got it. Like, I'm locked in, but you got to give me a week, man, yo. I got shit to do. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so, and luckily for me, I've been, I've been fortunate the last couple of uh, employment situations I've been in, and they've been willing to be flexible with my schedule because they know I'm a busy man. So uh, that works out for me. But what, since you brought it up, I want I want to start there. Um, surface tension EP, as he said, is out everywhere. Um, I've said I think I've said this to you before, but I don't think I've uh, said it in an open forum, so I want it to be known. I'm a big fan of introspective rap. Uh, people who are able to look inside themselves and see what they see and be able to present that to the world uh, in a palatable in a palatable way. There are very few people I feel do it very well though. Um, Joe Budden is one of the best at it. Scarface is one of the best at it. Um, you know, there's a few others, uh, but you, <laughs> yeah, you definitely know how to put it in the bottle, shake it up and spray it in everybody's face, pause. And yeah, that is, that's that's a gift, bro. Like that, that's, that's, that's a massive gift to have. So like, I, I enjoy the project. Of course, I mean, I heard, I'd heard all the songs before, but never heard them compiled um, into one project before. So. Congratulations, man. Definitely. It's uh <laughs> you, you you got some solid work on your hands, most definitely. Thank you. And it's gonna be more. Oh, I already know. I already know. I got all the songs on my phone. I know there's a lot. <laughs> Not all, most of them though. Most of them. That's what's up. Um yeah, have you had a chance to check the uh, check the project out? I know sometimes you you know your listening opportunities don't be where they where you want them to be. So like I was just curious. Yeah. I listened to a Friday night, and I, and I think Mojo, I need to talk to you off camera. I think you might need some help. We need to work with you a little bit. <laughs> I'm down. I don't care. I'm down. You guys, for sure. Um, it's just, it's just a matter of your, uh, you know, the time, the time that you guys have put in. <laughs> I'm always willing to learn from, you know, people who have just experienced this a little bit more than I have. So whatever, whatever you got, whatever, you know, whether it be constructive criticism, whether it's all accolades, I don't give a shit. You know, if you got words, you really want to talk, I'm down. Oh, no, I was saying all that subject matter. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's oh, subject very, matter? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, 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 do you need a, do you need a shoulder, my nigga? Like, that's what I meant. <laughs> <laughs> You know, so, I mean, that's what the beats are for. They, come again. Huh? What do you say? I said that's what the that's what the beats are for. <laughs> Got you. Okay. Yeah. Beats oh, start talking back, then you definitely need to get a shoulder, my nigga. I got you. Yeah. <laughs> please, please do. Yeah, because I don't think that's how that's supposed to work. <laughs> no. It's a long time. I don't think that's how that's supposed to work. Oh man. Yo, that, that's priceless, bro. Like, I know it's not your first release. You know what I'm saying? I know it's not the first one. But, like, uh, with it having been so long and then with the way that the game has progressed and changed since the last time, it can, it can kind of feel like the first one. So, like, I guess my only question for you, and we ain't going to go too crazy with it because uh, I have every intention of having you on sidebars to talk more about the album. But, um. I guess my biggest thing right now is the only question I would have is what like your expectation 
as far as this project, with it being so short, with it being the first jump off, uh, with it kind of being the introduction of the world to take over music collective outside of all around, obviously. Um, like, what's your expectation? Like, like, and that's a strange question to ask, I guess, but I'm asking. <laughs> My expectations are always high. And so I'm trying to learn to make them a little bit more realistic but honestly my my expectation was just to put it out there and you know just have people listen to it um i was expecting people to listen to it i wasn't expecting it to you know blow the fuck up within 24 hours or anything like that um some of the circumstances around pushing it and stuff like that um my expectations are kind of just at a, at a mid point because the last time that I put something out, um, I had a, uh, there wasn't so much as a, like a plan put forth in order to create results. It was just, I'm counting down the days. Here is the day that this is put out. <clears throat> Here it is. Um, and I was just kind of reaching out to whoever to try to, you know, get some sort of eyes on the project. But to answer your question, my expectations are are um, currently pretty balanced. I mean, I think it's just a matter of trying to make sure that people are listening to it. Um, I was expecting more people from, you know, Washington to listen to it, obviously, because that's where I'm from. That's where I know the most people. Um, I wasn't expecting a whole lot of numbers outside of Washington. Um, but I'm not going to lie. I know that I, I know that I write really well, and so I wasn't expecting too many like negative uh, points of view on it. Um, mm -hmm. It's it's a very it's a very short project, and so I think it's it's the better of um, I don't know some of the music that I have. I feel like I have songs that are not that great, but that's these songs that I put out. I feel like are part of the the better batch. So um, I feel like. I feel that. Yeah, I feel that. I feel that. Yeah. <laughs> Boy, I got a whole last I got a whole last project nobody's ever gonna hear. And it was out on streaming for two weeks when it came out. This was in 2009. It was out on streaming for two weeks. I caught I listened to the album once within that two week span, and it was on the next to last day of that two week period. Prior to that, I didn't listen to it. I listened to it. I immediately called Domination Recorders and was like, yo, DJ, take it down. He said, what? I said, take it down. Nobody needs to hear that. Yeah. That's not me. Take it down. I was in a weird space in my life, so like, shit was kind of going crazy, and I was like, yeah, let me just make some music. And normally, when I'm in a bad place, making music makes it better, you know what I'm saying? But in that particular instance, it was a combination of the bad space I was in and the people I was working with not being as adept at bringing that out uh out of me you know what i'm saying and making it and making it dope so um yeah it was weird but yo bro like you you smoked it and i and i already know what you still got in the chamber so i hope people enjoy this and prepare themselves for what's coming because yeah, <laughs> yeah. likewise yeah this guy he wrapped his ass up so <laughs> that's the move right there so i'm saying hey um where we start i don't know i <laughs> I know something that that he's uh, he said uh, at a point, and I was like, "Yo, I really want to get into that," but I don't know if I want to start there. But um, I don't know. What you think? I don't. 
I'm kind of, I'm kind of, I'm kind of at a, a crossroads with it because I'm like, man, I really want to start there, but then again, we could go. Oh, you know what? Let's start here. Um, uh, the the sister, the uh, where they were talking about making the, the doctors wear body cams because they said that uh because they they were like letting, you know, they were laughing at a black teenager that had got shot laying on the operating table, saying he was just another criminal or whatever. So like that kind of made my stomach turn when I read it. Um, and as I'm looking at it, I'm. Uh, I'm not shocked. Don't get me wrong. I'm not shocked at all. Yeah. But it doesn't. But it doesn't change the nauseating, you know, the nausea inducement of the situation. So I mean, I, I got my own thoughts on it, but um, I, I defer to y'all for the moment because I need to get my shit together. I'm, a, <laughs> I'm a little off. <laughs> well, nah, um, nah. It was just like you said. Like it was a lady who said that, um, you know, they want to enact some legislation to, uh. Have doctors wear body cams just because of the things that go on during 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 operations. You know, um, it's funny because I I had uh, I had a very minor surgery uh, maybe 15 years ago, 17 years ago, and um, you know I, I was conscious for it like it was that minor, but um, you know I had never had surgery or anything like that. You know, but like if you ever watched old television shows of people in, in the hospital rooms, I mean, op operating rooms and things of that nature, is a conversation going on over top of you. It's just like assembly line type of shit. Like, so how was your day? Uh, my wife's cheating on me. I, I, I caught my husband sucking a dick, that type of shit. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so so, so you'll, you'll, hear, you'll hear anything, you know what I mean? So like, I think what happened is, I guess, you know, in, in that case, what, what the doctor was saying, um, oh, it was, it, was, it was a black kid who got shot. Was, oh, this is another criminal. They crack a jokes, whatever, whatever. Um, like you said, the surprise of it. They, they, people are going to say what they're going to say, you know, um, at the end of the day. They're going to say what they're going to say. They're going to think what they're going to think. Um, I, I think it's a good idea to have the body cams in there because if you, if, you, if you do participate in any facet of the health system, you know, when you go into certain doctor's offices for certain procedures, there's waivers that you have to sign. And the way and the waivers say, you cannot sue us if we fuck you up. Or we right. won't even you know, so I, I feel like like fuck what they're saying and fuck what they're talking about. The body cam for me is really just to, to show exactly what you did during what's going on, you know what I mean? And and to show whether or not there is actual negligence going on. You know what I mean? Like, and I don't mean like negligence by accident i mean like purposeful negligence like fuck this motherfucker that's on this table is whatever i'm gonna leave a pair of forceps inside this dude <laughs> you know what i'm saying right. like I, I i think i think that's a good thing I, I don't think that's a bad thing at all like again for me it's not about what they're saying it's what they're doing because I, I don't i don't really care about that waiver like i don't i don't like it i'm sorry i don't care for the waiver i don't like it you know what i'm saying i i, I think that Anybody who's quote unquote in the medical field practicing on your ass, they need to have some kind of responsibility for what for what they do on their own to fuck you up. True indeed. That's real shit. <laughs> and, and I mean, we've seen a million stories of people going in for surgeries, coming out, and what was supposed to be getting done didn't get done or didn't get done correctly, or it gets done and they go home and they turn around and pick something up off the counter and the suit uh, whatever pops open and the stitches bust and they, they didn't do the shit right. So now you're fucked up even worse than you were to begin with. And 
to think that they do make you sign a waiver that 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 clears them of any um overbearing responsibility in regards to what happens to you that that's like criminal in a sense you know what i'm saying like think about it i know a guy who was a uh he was a basketball player he was in high school i, was, I think i might have been a sophomore he was a senior and he had a uh a, a MCL tear. It wasn't an ACL, an MCL tear. Now, mind you, there have been massive advancements in that area since that time. So this is not necessarily a knock on the technology at the time. Uh, but they did the surgery and said, uh, you should be, you know, be able to walk around. Uh, they gave him a time frame, you know what I'm saying? A certain, a certain number of months, you should be able to start doing do da 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 Okay, cool. Well, suffice it to say, um, he hasn't played basketball since because they completely screwed up the surgery. Um, and because they screwed up the surgery and like the talk was that this guy was possibly, you know, going D1 and potentially going to the league. So, you know, there was an argument there from his family that you ruined his future by not doing the surgery the right way. And they ended up going to court. And in the end, the hospital won because of the precursor before the surgery even happened. So I'm in total agreement with you on that. Absolutely. That's crazy. Crazy. Yeah. yeah. You know, mm. you know, but you know, back in those days, you know, they was doing surgery with popsicle sticks and fishing. Uh, <laughs> so. Yeah, man. Hey man, we the same age, nigga. I ain't Moses. I'm just... <laughs> hey, I, I never said I was your age. See, you gotta learn how to walk around that. You ain't doing the wrong you don't know how to do <laughs> Mm-hmm. Oh shit! <laughs> Woo! He almost choked. But, but you know what though? At the same time, even talking about a body cam, it's funny you said that. But people with their sutures and shit popping out. Like mm-hmm. I got a friend who just had some some uh some surgery, and you know, like how you said with your friend, like they gave him X amount of days. That okay, by this time amount of time, or by this date, you should be up and doing whatever. Like you know, just a a general estimation of, of by the time he could do normal things. Right. Um, this woman is a single parent that I'm talking about. And, you know, so she's like, yeah, I had, my father was down here. He asked me that I need my grass cut. And I said, no, I'm like, the fuck you mean? No, so I could do it myself. I'm like the doctor just told you you need to stay up your feet. We need body cams for ourselves too, to also show that we doing the right thing to make us do the right <laughs> shit. You know what I'm saying? Cause a lot of them suits be popping out just because we popped them bitches out. It ain't because of something that they did. We be fucking mm-hmm. around, Thanks. you know. <laughs> but as long as we in that, as long as we in that room, you know what I'm saying? Like that, that's between the doctor and them fucking nurses that got their hands on them. So, no doubt. Now, see, and mind you, yeah, that's why I think it, 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 it the line the line has to be drawn. If something occurs after you leave there, and it isn't a a, a result of shoddy work on their part. And that fall on you, you know what I'm saying? Like, you didn't do what you were supposed to do. Now, in his case, he did exactly everything they told him he needed to do. You know what I'm saying? He started rehabbing as soon as he was ready. Um, and even that was more painful than it should have been. And that was at the point when they realized something was wrong. It's like, if something's not right, like, I should be able to do this right now. And I can't. Um, so, I mean, it changes the whole dynamic of the situation when you talk about... Now, mind you, I don't find an NBA prospect's uh, surgery any more important than the janitors, I don't give a fuck who you are. Like the reality is these medical professionals are supposed to be looking out for your best interest and protecting your health and your life. But that's, in some cases, that's not what they're doing. Um, and they take an oath that says they will do no harm. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? 
right. I, I take that. I take oaths very seriously. If you take that oath and you stand there and you put your hand up and all that other bullshit, I take that serious. So like, what are we doing? Right. So let me ask this: How do you how do you know that man did everything he was supposed to do? How you know he didn't do one thing? Because he was scared to death that he wasn't gonna be able to play basketball again, and so that's why he said, "Bro, I'm not I'm not getting ready to fuck this up." Like he literally would not for the, for a week he didn't come to school at all because he was like, "I don't even want to risk walking on these crutches. I'm gonna just stay home." And I was like, "Okay, I mean, whatever works best for you, dog." But yeah, I got a question. Okay. And you know, he didn't get no pussy. And that fucked it up. <laughs> <laughs> so the niggas do fuck up shit for that. Niggas do fuck up shit. But nah, I like realistically, I can I can honestly say from from uh I can honestly say from knowing him the way I know him, he took it very serious and was not willing to fuck that up. He thought his option to go to the NBA was more important than anything else. So he was like, yo, that's that's gotta be it, because I'm my, my I'm my whole family's ticket to get out of this situation with him. So yeah, he took I, that very seriously. I, I doubt by any by any means that he felt that way. But you know okay, what I'm saying? Okay. I understand what you're saying, but bro, I'm telling you. If, I, if I you gotta get you. that up, if you gotta get that leg up and you gotta push off, you know what I'm saying? Like he might have moment. Ah shit. Ah. You know what I'm saying? Yo, did you did you see that video? Have y'all seen uh, that video dude um that uh was putting his woman through the motions of fucking the chick from behind? Mm-hmm. Just so, just so mm-hmm. she could t- a Charlie horse, so she could understand what it's about. Oh, I think oh. I saw part of it, and he was like, "No, you're not done. Keep going, keep going." Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's out my leg. Yeah, Charlie horse, Charlie horse. Like that. <laughs> so that's what made me say, I, man was going through that shit. He had to get that leg up. I'm telling you, you know how it goes. You gotta get that extra, that extra, and then it's like, oh shit. I'm fucking dead. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? He could have been taking a shit and you know what I'm saying, get the get the grunt right. Oh my leg. Who knows? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> he could have been fucked up. You know what I'm saying? Oh you know, shit. You, know, <laughs> you go outside at night sometimes. Like, I mean, you know, like I got emotion, like, and that shit don't always pick up as soon as I close my door to go outside. So, you know, you might misjudge the steps and you take one step too long and you think it's right there. Oh, hyperextension. You know what I'm saying? Oh, my leg again. You know what I'm saying? I almost killed myself in your damn stairs before, so I'm not, I'm not disagreeing with that at all. Say what? I almost, I almost killed myself on your stairs once, so I'm not going to disagree with that at all. I was high as fuck, too. So, I mean, like, you know, you can look at it wrong. It's like, oh, shit, oh, my leg. And it's over for you. Hey, hey, bro, I almost end, ended all hopes of ever stepping on a stage again on, on eSports. So, like, <laughs> I almost ruined my life. <laughs> that shit was crazy. But, yeah, I, man, I, I feel you. That's <laughs> shit. <laughs> okay, well, I got to ask you something. I see it going both ways. That's all I'm saying. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. I mean, it's shit. Niggas got to be willing to accept their responsibility for fucking it up if they fuck it up. You know what I'm saying? Like, damn, I can't even be mad at this hospital. Like, I was out here doing ABC and you know what I'm saying I wasn't supposed to be doing that shit like except if that's what you do but like yeah niggas but of course the first thing that pop into anybody's mind when a situation like that come up is dollar signs so oh this shit ain't quite right I know I was out here playing hopscotch with the kids and I just had ACL surgery two weeks ago but they fucked this shit up obviously so let me I should be able to do this shit let me go sue these motherfuckers but I could do this before yeah that was before <laughs> 
<laughs> I used to be able to, nigga. That was what you used to do. You can't do that, now. <laughs> that's, that's what but you used I, to do. Don't. I could dunk Yo, in the. I got a question for you, because you said something that I'm extremely interested in. Weed ADD. Mm-hmm. You said that, and, and when I thought about it, I was like, Man, he might have a motherfucking point now that I think about it. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Man, take off, bro, because I, I want to know if we on the same page with this. Like, take off. <laughs> nah, it just, that actually just came came about. So so I have been, um, my friends will tell you, and I, I mean, I'll tell you, but my friends will tell you, I, I've been gifted with like an incredibly good memory. You know what I'm saying? Like, as long as I'm present and I'm in the moment and I'm sober and, and I'm throwing sober in there on purpose because everybody knows if you drink, you smoke, you do whatever, you know, your memory isn't going to always be the greatest in the moment. Um, but I've noticed about myself that um, if I'm in the moment of doing certain things or whatever, so again, like I say, as long as I'm sober, if I'm hearing you and I'm acknowledging the conversation, like not that I don't acknowledge, like not that I, not that I, that's crazy people to death. I don't do that. You know what I'm saying? I don't sit there. Oh yeah, whatever, whatever. And act like I'm participating. And I'm not, you know, like I will actively get into the conversation or whatever. But I noticed that people will, will send me things to do or whatever. And as my day goes by, I forget to revisit those things later on. You know, I have the best intentions to do whatever the fuck it is or whatever. You know, like, like for instance, um, Mike Hands out of Brooklyn. Mike Hands sent me a a, a link. They have a they have a, a a show on Tubi that they're doing, like with Mano and and all of them cats. Um, and he sent it to me while I was I was at I was at my uh I was on my plantation. Now, like I said, it's on Tubi. I had every intention to go watch that shit that night i don't remember what the fuck i did but i have a routine when i get home i roll up roll up get the day over with you know what i'm saying that you know shower whatever but i roll up and now i'm relaxing and i think in the middle of me rolling up is is where my add kicked in because my attention did not was not on that no more um but it was it was brought forth to my attention when a week later Mike Hand sent us back. He's like, yo, did y'all watch this shit? And I'm like, ah, shit, I forgot. I got to do it now. But I realize as I'm getting older and the more and more I, I, I be more busy or whatever, I be having more and more of those instances. So I just be thinking it might be like the weed helping induce that ADD or whatever. Like, or ADD is actually the wrong word. I was being facetious when I said it. You know what I'm saying? But, um, you know, just so far as like, Keep a focus, you know what I'm saying? Like, you know, just get, you know, just just having more shit on my plate. I, I think weed doesn't help me uh keep it on, keep it on the plate. You know what I'm saying? Like I have every intentions of doing some shit. Like Cassa asked me to do a song. I forget. Oh shit. Okay. Yeah, okay. I forget. I forget. Like, oh shit, you did ask me. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, I'm like, oh wait a minute, you know, that that type of shit. <clears throat> Well, go ahead. You look like you're about to say something. Go ahead and say it. <laughs> I unfortunately deal with that as well, but I also deal with that outside of being high. So, I mean, I'm right there with you. 
Mm. I go, I go and I have a plan to, I don't know, do laundry. I take a break from work. I get high. I'm scrolling on my phone for however long I got until I got a clock back in. Immediately, all thoughts that I have for plans, whatever, are gone. So, yeah. I'm right there with you. Yeah. So, so it's, it was like when, um, I think it was Cat Williams said, so weed gives you uh, the right amount of fuck it. Yes. Is, is the automatic? Is the fuck it automatic? Or, you mean when, mm, or are we after we inhale that shit saying, well, it's fuck it as soon as I hit this shit, or is it fuck it because is the fuck it really in the weed? Where's the fuck it at? Because I think that's what it is. We got to find out where the fuck it is. I think the fuck it is at that point where you normally find a little lift in the um in the middle of the cigar if you ain't like quite tap it right that part right there. That's where the fuck it at. And so that little part be tapped up to try to let the fuck it out so it don't fuck your day up. But then we always seal that shit back. So we be fucked up. You know what I'm saying? So, <laughs> I, I feel y'all 110%. I'm trying to talk to you. <laughs> so, so are you guys all day smokers? Or like, are you typically like, wake up and smoke and smoke throughout the day? Pretty much, yeah. Pretty much. You what about yeah, you, I guess so. I guess so. It's not even noon yet and I'm high, so. But you don't work today. All right, so like, I don't necessarily mean on yeah. a day off. You know, uh, I mean, on a day where you got to take care of your, you, you got to punch in, you got to punch out. Yeah, I hope my employer doesn't see this, but um, no, I'm not, I'm not usually like a top of the morning type of smoker. Like, it, it, I'm only doing it now because I have the day off, but in the morning, I'm trying to be as, as clear-headed as possible so that way I can prepare myself for the bullshit. But right. no, as soon as as soon as my first break hits, I'm like, where's the weed? Where are my raps? Because <laughs> this shit's fucking weak. Um, <laughs> Where but is no, I, I don't know, because that, that's why I had to think about it. I don't I don't consider myself necessarily an all-day smoker, but it, it depends on the day, I guess. Gotcha. gotcha. Well, I wake up in the morning. I, I usually got a pre-roll right next to the bed, turn over, hit that. You know what I'm saying? If, even if I don't smoke all of it, I might smoke half of it, put it out, get my ass up, get, get started going in a day. I take my dad pin to work with me. I don't give a fuck. I'm a security guard. Nigga. I don't care. Like, I, I'd be on my post like, hey, what's up? Y'all good? All right. Welcome in. <laughs> I don't give a fuck. So I'd be Wait. at work all day. I don't care. And I don't give a Wait. fuck if my employer see it. They can suck my dick. It's legal. <laughs> when you're the security guard? Yeah. <laughs> 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 that shit, the security guard's high again. <laughs> like I just, a movie scene just went through my head. You know what I'm saying? Like it just, it just, it just feels like there's people stealing behind you or whatever the fuck or whatever the fuck, whatever the fuck you are. Like I don't know what you secure. You know what I'm saying? But I'm just imagining. It. You I know mean, you in the front of the bank. I ain't never missed you know, I ain't gonna say I ain't never just nothing being high. I did for sure. Like, yeah, like yeah. But it wasn't nothing major, so I wasn't tripping. Yeah, nah, it just feels like you're hitting the dad pin and steady being cool C's in the back robbing the bank. <laughs> you know, and then it's like, oh, fuck it. <laughs> that usually be my mentality anyway, because I be thinking to myself, why am I worried about securing these people's shit? And um all of this shit is short anyway. I don't give a fuck about this. Like, realistically, I'm keeping a thousand with you right now. I'm going to tell you something. I ain't never said out, said out loud to nobody except my 
I think my takeover fam, I said it to them, but I'm going to say it to y'all. <clears throat> the only reason I'm a security guard, yo, is because I'm waiting for an excuse to put my hands on somebody. <laughs> I don't give a fuck about these people. <laughs> you be tackling people? Huh? You be tackling people? No, I'm not. I'm not the tackling type, man. You know what I'm saying? My football days is over, bro. Like I do, I do different type shit. You know what I'm saying? I, I ain't take all them years of high yards and breaking boards and shit for nothing. So, <laughs> you you know I be going Bushido Brown on these niggas, son. Like, I... <laughs> yo, yo, yo. I'm gonna tell y'all. I'm gonna tell you some funny shit. So this guy came in the store one day, right? He walked straight to the back where the clearance section is. He picks up this uh, black Columbia jacket and puts it on and starts walking towards the door. Now, mind you, the law in Washington State is uh, if you if they don't physically touch you, you literally, you're not technically supposed to do nothing if you can't stop them from getting out the door. You know what I'm saying? Wait, 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 wait. Mm -hmm. If they don't touch you? If they don't touch you, you can't touch them. You can touch the merchandise. If you can take the merchandise from them without touching them, you can take it, but you can't touch them. You know what I'm saying? Excuse me. So what I do is I play a little loose with the rules. And y'all know this about me already. I play a little loose with the rules. So son, son goes walking out the door. And I know what I'm about to do. So I let him go out the door. <laughs> and then I go out the door right behind him. And so he's jogging, a light jog, good in the car. He hops in the front seat. His girl in the driver's seat still got the car running. He hops in the passenger seat. I hop in the back seat right behind him. <laughs> yeah. And I took my taser. <laughs> And put it right next to his ear. It was like, run that shit. That nigga was coming out that coat so fast, son. Like, <laughs> I was like, run that shit. He was like, yo, my bad. Don't just stick it in the car. Yeah, I'm in the car, son. Like, <laughs> I'm in the car. It's a whole yo, different game now, ain't it? You ain't expecting that. <laughs> we should not ever say the name of where the fuck you work because I'm pretty sure. Oh, yeah. Somebody waiting to report that shit. <laughs> pretty sure that's a bit much. Um, that might be above and beyond duty. Hey, they should give me a raise, nigga. You know what I'm saying? But I mean, like realistically though, I, I think I feel like the I feel like the, the rules are dumb uh in most cases. So I <laughs> you know, I choose to I choose to incorporate my own concept of what the rules should be in most cases. Yeah, you, you, know. be tackling, you be tackling niggas, you could admit it. <laughs> yeah, definitely tackle somebody. Put a taser to a nigga here, man. You fuck out of here. You're not tackling people. Nah, I don't got to tackle nobody, yo. I'm too cool to be tackling niggas, dog. I'm too cool to be doing that shit, yo. I'm not getting ready to be on the ground with you, son. You might end up on the ground, but I ain't coming with you. <laughs> Give me the jacket, man. Bro, that shit, nigga. Hey, I was in a good mood that day, too. I was smiling the whole time this was going on. Like, I was happy as fuck that this was happening. That's you know what I'm <laughs> I'm just saying, like, okay, so this is why this was a highlight for me. Because, mind you, I'm 6'3". A solid 230, 235. You know what I'm saying? Most motherfuckers walk in there and see me there, they be like, I ain't fucking with him. Okay. But the fact that you had the audacity to do it, like, come on, man. <laughs> you see me saying, what, what are you doing? They, they like, know the I, law. Huh? They know the law. You just stated it. Of course. they know, and, and that's why they do the shit they do. So, you know, I know the law too. Problem is, I don't give a fuck about it. So, like... <laughs> That's the problem right there. I don't give a fuck about it. So, like, either way it go, this Security. ain't going to end well for you. <laughs> Security. Security. Top flight security of the world, Craig. Shit. Security for the security. 
Hey, mm. they better get somebody. I ain't playing. Hey. Oh yeah. shit. Oh I definitely yo. Situation like nigga, <laughs> we top flight here. Not <laughs> on the world. Right here. <laughs> right here. Right here. And mind our business, day day. <laughs> oh, I, I definitely be on my day day more than that bitch. But I, you know what I'm saying? Like, I, the funny shit be when you high and a motherfucker come in there and they high and they realize you high and you realize they high, y'all just lock eyes and be like, yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, I know y'all been there. You walk in a room and you might be, you think you're going to be the only high motherfucker in this room and you see another motherfucker and you know they high and y'all just be like, yeah. I know you on the same plane I'm on right now. We walk a water in this bitch. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> Oh, shit. oh, Mojo, I want to talk about your cousins for a second, man. And I, I, I want to, I want to, I want to talk about your cousins for a second, man, because I think it's troubling what they're doing, brother. I think something's wrong with what's going on with these people. And now, mind you, okay, before I go into that, so we're talking about the island boys or, or whatever, um, <laughs> the island guys. So, there is a rumor that there are two guys that are in two kids that are in a picture with Jeffrey Epstein that is supposed to be them. But they saying they never met Jeffrey Epstein. They don't know nothing about no island, da, 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 that shit. But they are the island boys. So recently there was a video released of these gentlemen who are supposed to be brothers tongue kissing each other. I could really stop right there. But the the aftermath of this was them saying that there was no sexual interest between them. They didn't see nothing wrong with it, but it just wasn't no chemistry there. And I'm like... I, so there's no chemistry. What if there was chemistry? What are you trying to say? I'm trying my best not to be... Um, <laughs> Stop telling it, the spot. telling it the spots. I'm lost. <laughs> all right. So, you, so the okay. island... The, we all know who the island boys are. They have have plummeted from grace because of how trash they are, right? And so because everybody now knows and understands that we, you know, will give things a, a, a nice flaming hot five minutes for anything. So- Wait, plummeted from grace from what? Why, why are they famous? They are famous for, you know, I don't know, their song, they were claiming, they, I mean, I really, I really honestly don't know because I look at it as them trying to pursue rap. I think that that's why they got famous, but it could be a number of anything because of all the shit that they were dealing with in the span of them becoming viral up until now. Um, but it started out with them rapping in a, in a hot tub next to each other or a pool, something like that next to each other and trying to do the whole, uh, the uh, uh, weed brain. They were pretend. They were they were appropriating culture with the way that they were rapping their lyrics for one, and then on top of that, just the. But but where, where did you say they were? Where? Uh, uh, in in Florida, I think. In a hot tub together. In a hot tub together. Yes, they were sitting in a hot tub together, right next to each other. Yeah. <laughs> it's like that. Don't forget that part. Huh? And what just happened the other day? Why are we talking about them now? Because they were kissing each other. So ah, I mean, I guess, I guess, ah. I guess the, the evidence was right there. They were in very close proximity to each other in this hot tub, and they're like, no, rap first, and then let's kiss, you know? Right. <laughs> 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 ah, 
fucking dead. Oh my god. Okay. Yeah. Bro, yo, listen, man. I, mind you, I gotta make, and I and I, I hate that I have to give this fucking precursor before I say anything. A, if you're a guy and you want to kiss a guy, I don't give a fuck. It's not my business. What you do in your bedroom, what you do with your personal life is really none of my business. You're not hurting me by kissing this nigga. I don't care. Um, but there's a couple of things wrong with this thing. You know, them kissing each other in and of itself is not the awful part. The awful part is that they're brothers. That's the awful part. Um, there's a reason why incest is illegal in most places. <laughs> And notice I said most places. The fact that it's not illegal in some places is a little troubling. But um, they, as you said, rose to prominence behind some bullshit. Um, and I, I wouldn't necessarily even call it prominence. I would just call it, I'd rather call it like infamacy. Because people know who they are and they speak on them. But it's kind of, it's always been a joke for the most part. Um, so they've been the butt of the joke since, they, since their inception onto the scene. However... This takes you to a whole nother, you know what I'm saying? This is <laughs> this is R. Kelly level shit to me. <laughs> like, dog, you're literally tongue kissing your brother in front of a camera for the world to see. Um, and then your only response in uh, in regards to that is, yeah, there was no sexual chemistry there. Uh, you're not supposed to have sexual chemistry with your brother, dickhead. What the fuck were you thinking? Like, <laughs> just saying, like. Yeah, no, it's, it's weird all around. Um, very weird but they've been they've been doing this for a good minute so i i had first saw them kissing like i don't know a couple of couple of weeks ago and so i was just like thinking to myself you know if you're if you're if your prominence is something that you know you're not very good at and then it's I don't know. It's just like a oh well, you know I'm not really about this, and so let me try to find any reason to continue to to have some form of notoriety and still generate an income based off of attention. Oh my god! That's just hey, what man, I'm all, attention all attention ain't good attention, yo. I wish niggas right. knew that. Oh, we all got them. Oh shit! I said that out loud. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Nah, but that's that's crazy. But he, you just said something that made me want to ask a question, though. Um, again, devil's advocate. Uh, I think history has proven that actually sexual chemistry between relatives is a is a normal thing. Not normal, but it's it's a regularly occurring thing. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Um, even down to like, you know, back in the day, so far as keeping the bloodlines pure, like motherfuckers marrying within their own families and shit just to keep the bloodline pure. Like, I think I think that should go a little bit further than just keeping the bloodline pure. I think that shit really did happen because motherfuckers was in love with each other type of shit, just on some weirdo shit. You know what I'm saying? Especially like if you don't get outside much. Like, I feel like this. Like, I got, I, I used to have this, this saying, um, you know, You'll think a shit sandwich is great is that if that's all you've ever had your whole life mm -hmm. until somebody shows you a bologna sandwich. Now, again, I bring up bologna, not because, you know, I'm shaming bologna eaters, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But, you know, bologna is not the top quality meat that you could get on the market, you know what I'm saying? But it's going to be much better than that shit sandwich you just had. So if a motherfucker's raised in an area where, like, all he knows is his family, what is he supposed to do? What is she supposed to do? 
You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, like, and, and when I say that, I mean like, you have you have no understanding of what's beyond your surroundings. Like I'm, st- I'm still I'm still speaking of those olden times when people spoke and dying and thou and shit. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yeah, I mean it's still weird in my opinion. I I uh, I still think it's very weird, but that's just because of you know the century I'm in currently, the the decade that I'm in right now. It's weird. So I think I think maybe back then. If I were in that situation, if I was the person who, you know, only had seen my family, only knew what my family was uh, in regards to um, any sort of social interaction, then, I, you know, I'm probably rolling with whatever I'm being taught. But if I... Mm-hmm. You said something about it's something to think about, right? Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, no, I, I get that because very, very obviously when you're, when you're taught something, that's what you roll with until you learn something different. Very, very, you know, much uh, affirming your point with the shit sandwich. Um, so, <laughs> yeah, I think, I think back then, yeah, I would have done it, but Island Boys are now 2023. And <laughs> I know for a fact that they did not have to deal with that because of the shit that we have been able to see on the internet. And not only that, but this this is my thing. And and I and I agree completely with something that was said earlier. I can't remember which one of y'all said it, but this is all about our 15 minutes of fame is about to dwindle. We got to do something to spark the fire again. I think well, you know they, they was willing to take the L <clears throat> to have their tongue in each other's mouth for a few seconds to get that buzz going, to get that buzz going again. And that's that's sad, first of all. Uh, it's sad that that's even the case. But the, the, I, I think the bigger problem for me is, uh, and this is with a lot of people, not just them, taking it off of the island boys, just in general. There are a lot of younger creators who are doing things just to, you know, uh, much like they say, COE content over everything, and they'll do anything to get attention. And the bad part is there's a whole even younger generation of people who have been raised in this digital age and realize and see their future based in this digital age. And they follow the lead of people. They start following the lead of people who have the least cooth in the fucking world. You know what I'm saying? They, like it's some kid somewhere, some kid and his little brother, they sitting somewhere, they eight and nine years old and they watching the fucking Olive Boys like, that's what we gotta do to get hot. Nah, you don't really. But I mean, like if you're fed enough bullshit long enough, eventually you're gonna believe it's true. You know what I'm saying? Like, um, okay. Case in point, think about the whole uh, the whole aspect of being free in America. We assume that because what we see in other countries or what we're shown from other countries doesn't look like the freedom that we expect. We assume that what we live in is freedom. You know what I'm saying? Now, I'm not going I'm not going to dive down a rabbit hole in this because I could go for hours. But like at the end of the day, we know the reality of, of the fact that freedom, what appears to be freedom, ain't actually freedom. But yet over years and years and years and decades and centuries, you get indoctrinated into the belief, the overall belief for the majority of people that this is freedom. This is what freedom is supposed to look like. And there's nothing wrong with how, with how this is going. And it's wrong, <laughs> but people have been indoctrinated to believe it. So with that said, I mean, yeah, I, I feel kind of bad for the, for the young young kids who are watching some of these creators and, and getting their idea of what it takes to be relevant from them. Um, that that worries me just a little, just a little. But hopefully they'll follow some some better leads because there are some very positive creators out there as well. So I hope that this type of thing doesn't 
become the standard. You know what I'm saying? Like I, I would sincerely hope that that isn't the case. Um, yeah, I don't know. That's crazy. <laughs> That's crazy. The fucking island boys. I don't know if I feel worse they did it or that we Oh, you've been talking about it. I don't know. But yeah, that's kind of scary. I don't know. Which way I want to go, man. That kind of fucked my head up. Where y'all want to go? <laughs> uh, I'm like, let's let's go back to talking about weed ADD. I'd rather talk about that shit. <laughs> <laughs> that was funny. <laughs> talking about weed is always funny. Shit. So, okay. Weed. I like weed. Weed that leads me that does lead me to something that that uh, that I wanted it because it caught me off guard when I read it. I, I was really surprised until I read the article more deeply. Um, Dr. Dre said that he had refused at a point to work with Michael and Prince and uh, even Stevie Wonder. He said he left Stevie in the studio and didn't, it just didn't show up to the session or whatever. Um, and I'm thinking to myself first, the first thought that crosses my mind like, how dare you? You muted. My bad. I'm my bad. Somebody was trying to call me. Um, yeah, you get you hear me now? Indeed. Yeah, no, somebody was trying to call me. Somebody was trying to call me. Yeah. Somebody was trying to call me. But um, yeah, uh Dre said that he refused to work with Prince Mike and Stevie. Yo, you don't put your your joint on do not disturb when we do this. I usually do. I didn't even think about it because nothing had happened this whole time until that. So yeah. <laughs> I didn't even think about it. So uh yeah, I that's uh I, I think I would think that at this point, most of the people who know me are smart enough that I told, hey, look, we recorded at 11 o'clock. Leave me alone. I'll, I'll hit you when I'm done. But like, you got, a lot, you know. you got a lot of confidence in people to, to be on point. I do. <laughs> I got I confidence in people. <laughs> There's a difference. There's definitely a difference. I feel you. Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> But yeah, so I mean, but uh, like as I read into the article at first, like I said, my, my first response was, what the fuck? Why would Dr. Dre not want to work with Michael Jackson, not want to work with Prince, not want to work with Stevie Wonder? Um, but then he said that in his 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 personal estimation, he does his best work when he's working with someone who isn't already established, someone who he can help them find their sound, help them find their find their way. You know what I'm saying? He's like, he's like, uh, he looks at the the, the people who want to work with him, like, what the fuck can I do for you? Like, you are you. Like, what the fuck else can I do for you that hasn't been done already? Um, I don't know that I agree with that. I think I probably would have loved to hear Dre work with him uh, just to see what came out of it. But he knows himself better than anybody else. So, I mean, granted, his track record would say that he's correct. Um, if you think about anybody who's been established already that tried to work with Dre and how it went. Uh, you know, I, I'm the first thing that comes to my mind is the Rakim album uh, that never happened. Um, you know, Bonafide Legend already at the time he went to Aftermath. And it just can't kind of became a situation of, uh, man, I don't I don't know what to do with him. You know what I'm saying? And he put him in the studio with other producers because he personally didn't know what to do. And it was just kind of like, this just ain't working. You know what I'm saying? And sometimes that's going to be the case. Like, sometimes you can get two dope motherfuckers in the same space and this shit just don't come out good. I don't think Jay-Z and Nas have a good song together yet. Personally, not a good, not a, a song that I would that I would say is uh, relative to their greatness. Um, they had some all right records. But they two of the best rappers that have ever walked this planet, and they 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 don't have a certified banger together. You know what I'm saying? So I, I disagree with you. I disagree with that, but I hate you. which one? Success. I think success is fine. I think this is fine. I, I think success is the best. The best one they've done. Absolutely, that's absolutely the best. Song. You know what I'm saying? With what they talking about and who they are, I think it's fine. 
You know what I'm saying? Now, so far as like you saying, like so far as working together, who knows how that came together? Like, so I, th- I think we glossing over some shit that goes on in between the creation of music. What Dre told you was, okay, Dre told you, I'm better off when I can control a nigga. That's what he told you. Right. So if I can't control a nigga, I can't do my best work. That sounds like, like he really didn't want to step up to the plate and collaborate. He'd rather direct. Right. Okay. You know what I'm saying? That brought up, that brought up a thought that I had. Because, I'm sorry, um, when when you're dealing with someone like Michael Jackson, it sh- I don't necessarily think it should be a conversation of what can I do for you. It's what can you do to help me? Because you're, right. you're, yeah, you're, you're missing out on an opportunity to really grow when you're when you're messing with someone like Michael Prince or Stevie Wonder because of what they do in their experiences as well. So I think he shot himself in the foot, honestly. I mean, not necessarily because of where he is currently, but he I think he could have, I don't know, benefited from working with them. Right. So, so so I mean, I agree with that part, too, like. But like even with with the example of Rakim and him not being able to work together, how we know that was Dre's issue? Like I always heard it was Rakim's issue. I o- I always heard it was Rakim not wanting to be in the studio all day, like how Dre needs you to be. Same that thing. You know what I'm saying? Like it's it's a it's a we're both teachers. We're both teachers in here. I'm not a student. I'm me. But because I'm me. I don't have to sit here and listen to this shit. Matter of fact, I don't even have to show up. That's what I've heard with Rakim in that Dre situation. Now, everybody else, you know, so I can't I can't speak for the Boston situation or the Rayquan situation, but I always, my understanding was is Rakim's not the easiest to work with. You know what I'm saying? And I think that's also been evidenced by how much music he's put out on his own. Yeah, no doubt, no doubt. I did hear that, and I also heard that it was uh, that he was kind of upset at a point that, like, why am I working with this guy and this guy and not working with you? Like that, I came here to work with you. Why am I working with these niggas? Uh, and I, I, yeah, I get that part too. I think, yeah, and those are excellent. I, I think the biggest thing for me in the whole thing was just like, damn, like, like Mojo was saying, like, damn, bro, you know what kind of opportunity that was that you kind of blew off. But like, like you said, he wants to, he wants to control the situation, not collaborate, and. In any situation where you're doing work with somebody else, it has to be a collaborative effort. As much as, um, okay, so I brought, I'm, I'm just to give y'all a little insight. I brought the greatness beat to the table. But out of all the beats on Carter and Newton, that's the only beat I brought to the table. The only reason I know who Slide Beats is, is because of E. You know what I'm saying? But even in that, it's a matter of, you say he dope, I trust you. Send the beats. Let's figure out what we're going to do. Now, we collaboratively chose the beats. But there's a part of the creation process where you have to be willing. If you're working with someone, there's a part of the creation process where you have to be willing to give something that you don't normally give because you're used to working alone. You know what I'm saying? Um, I have to open a door to my to my creative world, to people that I normally like, like I'm normally able to operate in this box by myself and I have to worry about nobody else having nothing to do with it. So, so I, I, I guess maybe there is an inability to do that because if you think about it, the only other, like think about the established artists that Dre has hit records with, you know what I'm saying? Um, <clears throat> they did Natural Born Killers with him and Ice Cube been homies. You know what I'm saying? Like that wasn't like he found a new nigga, but 
y'all already know how to work together because I've already done it. It ain't like you went and found somebody that was established that you've never done business with and went and did business with them. The closest thing to that was the firm. You know what I'm saying? And we saw what happened with that. I mean, I don't know. I don't, I don't even want to talk. That was a disappointment to me. But yeah, um, I think that's, I think that, I don't know, man. I would have loved to see it. You know what I'm saying? In my head, I'm thinking, Stevie Wonder and Dre? Oh, shit. Stevie Wonder's a fucking genius. So I'm like, yo, you get them two niggas in the room together. Oh, my God. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But I'm like, shit. Well, what you just said is why you didn't like the firm album. I think people anticipate that you, you see the lineup. It's like, oh, shit. It's, just, it's the same thing with, with releasing track lists. And you see, oh, shit, who's on what song? And niggas walking and shit with an expectation and they hear what they hear. Excuse me. And they're let down. You know what I'm saying? It's like, like I thought I thought the firm was a good album. You know what I'm oh, saying? Oh, yeah, I thought it was good. Yeah, it was good. Yeah, but like no, a lot, but but you even still in the same sentence express disappointment. Absolutely. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? So like, you know, same shit. So I, I feel like Dre with that situation knew what he was up against. So far as the the peanut gallery, for lack of a better term, you know what Absolutely. I'm saying. I don't think he wanted no parts of that. I think that's a big reason why he don't release a lot of shit. You know what I'm saying? Like like Drake can't afford to fail. <laughs> so you know, it's like, you know how yeah. quickly he erased the last time he failed. You see how quickly he erased the last time he failed. Remember when that first Aftermath project came out? Nobody remembers that. You know why? Because it was not good, and. He 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 hurried up and did something else to make motherfuckers forget that shit because, but but the first aftermath was just the first aftermath project, you know right. what I'm saying? Like, you know what I'm saying? I mean, but you know, in, in the middle of everything they got going on now, of course, it sounds like I'm making excuses for him, but I, I guess what I'm saying is he hadn't gotten aftermath up and running yet. Like that was his first attempt at throwing something out. If I'm not mistaken, in the timeline, so like you know, yeah. I could see that being. There was no measuring stick other than the chronic before that. In in Snoop's album, you got a whole different company situation, a whole different creative situation going on. You know what I'm saying? So, it, from my understanding, like where aftermath was made. Now, of course, I, I do not know. I do not have inside information on this shit. Like I did, like when I was talking about that Rock Kim shit. Like I got that directly from a, a top aftermath exec. The nigga Mike Lynn told me that shit. Fuck it. You know what I'm saying? He told me that. You know what I'm saying? But uh, he was getting his feet up under him. You know what I'm saying? Like in the midst of Suge wanting to fuck him up. He didn't really have nobody. You know what I'm saying? Like no, none, none of his old artists came with him. He had to start from, from scratch. So I think a project like that, you know what I'm saying? I understand why it happened. I put it that way. But you know what? Going by exactly what you just said, if that's the reason why that project didn't do well, then that means that his reason for not working with them isn't just because he's used to working with new people. Because those were new people, and it was not good. <laughs> no, like, no, no, I mean, but I'm saying, like I said, though, like again, you gotta you gotta look at what's going on in his life. You know what I'm saying? Like you got you got matching distracting you from from doing exactly what it is you want to do. Because again, after that, everything he put out was what? Fire, yeah, fire. 
like top notch. So again, like you know, you put an artist in, like you just said, you got an album that nobody would hear ever. You know what I'm saying? And like you said, I had so much stuff going on, uh, and then I go back and listen to my old shit and take this down. Same shit, you know. Yeah, I had to get off that, bro. I was like, yo, I can't live with this. Not not with this, not with my name on it. I can't live with this. And <laughs> that's the other nigga, I would be dogging this out. <laughs> that's, that's the same with Dre. Like, you know, it's like Dre is definitely a person you could say got more hits than Missy. And even his miss, and even his misses be better than a lot of people's good shit. You know what I'm saying? Don't live up to the Dre standard that we have. And I think Did he Dre, knows we have. Did Dre make his beats? Did Dre make his beats? Huh? Did Dre make his beats? I hear, man. <laughs> I, I don't. I, I don't think that. I don't think that's the conversation here. No, it's not. It's not the. Con- I'm totally changing the conversation completely because it just popped in my head. Like, yeah, you're right. After the aftermath, shit, everything got. Then I started hearing about all these other people making beats for him too. This is weird. Hold up, but nah, I, I get it. I get it. Now, and and on, on at the end of the day, I, I will put it this way. And this and this is gonna sound crazy coming from me because of how I feel about Ghostwriters. It's gonna sound crazy coming from. Me. But I think once you got it, like Dre has put himself in a position. I don't. I don't think any other person ever made a beat, gave it to Dre, and he said, "Yeah, I'm gonna just say I made this." I think he may take the beat and add things to it and then say, this is my beat. You know what I'm saying? I, I've never been the person to, to agree with the whole concept of somebody else is doing Dre's work for him. Um, that's just my personal assessment. He just seems like too much of a perfectionist to allow it. You know what I'm saying? To allow it all the way across the board. And I know he does work with other producers and people, and he, but he does give people credit when they do stuff on his beats. If you look at the track, if you look at the credits, you'll see people's names in it. This person played the guitar, this person played this, this person programmed the drums. That person programmed the drums. But did I tell them what to play for them to program it? If I did, then I still did it. You know what I'm saying? I just told them to do it. It ain't like I can't do it. You know what I'm saying? I got people in here so I can keep my mind open so I can kind of point them in the direction to go. And I don't have to have my hands on the machine. Um, I don't consider that somebody else making your beat. Uh, personally, I don't. Um, it's a whole different thing if a guy walks in with a beat CD and hands it to you and it's got 30 beats on it and 10 of them are dope and the next album that comes out from you, those 10 beats are on there but it says produced by you. That's a different situation. <laughs> totally different thing. So, um, yeah, I don't. I, I was I was literally making a joke when I said that, but nah. Um, you're right. After Aftermath, things t- did take a turn and you could tell that he figured out because if you even listen to the production on Aftermath and in the production afterwards, you could kind of tell that it's the same in some in certain elements, but he found what he was missing that 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 made that not hit. You know what I'm saying? So yeah, yeah. No respect to Dre, man. He's uh he's clearly one of the best we've ever seen. We probably ever gonna see. Um it's a yo, you know what? That that brings up an interesting thing. And it's not on the list, but I do want to ask y'all, like who y'all who are like some of y'all favorite producers? Like people who because I know E, you have a very keen beat ear and mojo you are a producer so the way you hear things is a little different than than what, what most people hear so who are some of the producers y'all fuck with like hey um, uh conductor conductor williams mm. the doctor's dope yeah he's real dope um i like my marcy i like i like my marcy's production yeah he's fired um everybody I, I worked with, I like. You know what I'm saying? Like from 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 Gab Beats to Wonder Boy to Nichols to Stu Bangers. 
Vanderslice, J.R. Swift. Like, I love all of their production. You know what I'm saying? Now, now, that doesn't mean I love everything they produce. You know what I'm saying? You know, but that's, mm -hmm. any, any, you know what I'm saying? But there's a lot of people out here. I like Wavy to God. Um, mm. Shit. Uh, Clip, though. And clip though. Uh, trust me, it's coming. That's all I gotta say. It's coming. Uh, Dirty Dig. Um, oh hell yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Who the fuck else, man? Um, Brutal, Brutal Caesar's dope too. Brutal Caesar's dope too. Yeah. It's a side beats, you know. Um, it's mad people out here, man. You know, fucking drugs, <laughs> drugs. Yeah, drugs. fucking drugs, though. You know, drugs, the beat junkies, you know what I'm saying? These styles, all of them, Widowmaker. Hey, oh. <laughs> <laughs> ah, I feel you, my nigga. Hey, hey Mojo, Mighty who do you say? You said, do we like who? Mighty uh, Back Orchestra. Oh. Wait a minute. Who they, who they produce for? He said what? Who he produce for? I don't know. Nobody. I just heard a lot of his shit. It's really good. <laughs> I just heard a lot of his shit. Who was, that. Who was that? Brain Orchestra. He's kind of like oh. Rock Marcy in a way where he, you know, produces for himself and releases the projects and stuff like that. Um, but yeah, that's one other guy that I... Mm. Oh yeah, if we're going with, with really, really big at the Alchemist, I'm, I'm always a fan of Alchemist. Right? No doubt. Yeah. Um, I mean that that dude is 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 something else. Um, Man, watching him elevate has been beautiful, yo. Watching him evolve has been beautiful, bro. Like like from the first time I ever heard of him, uh, I think the first time I heard of Alchemist was uh, fuck, I can't remember. I, I I ain't even gonna front. I can't remember the first time I heard of him. But as I've watched him and paid attention throughout time, you know what I'm saying. Watching that motherfucker evolve and turn into to who he's become has been fucking awesome. Cause like, I see I see a lot of producers that I like at a point begin to regress um, only because they can't adapt to how the game changes. You know what I'm saying? Um, and <clears throat> the best the best thing I ever seen from an artist or producer is a person who can evolve with the time without changing who they are. You know what I'm saying? Um, he's really good at that. He's been who he is since I known him. You know what I'm saying? It's just as time has progressed and the game has changed, he elevates as opposed to changing his who he is to fit the time. He simply elevates who he is to, to mm -hmm. stay in step. You know what I'm saying? So, and I think that that's a, a gift, a gift that everybody doesn't have. Everybody can't do it. So when you start hearing somebody and they start saying, Oh, the music sounds dated, it's because they haven't figured out how to take day sound and turn it into right now. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like it's something for some niggas, it's hard, especially when you do boom bap. Like, motherfuckers don't like I can tell the difference between a boom bap track made in the 90s and a boom bap track made today. I know the difference when I hear it, you know what I'm saying? So like <clears throat> the average person probably has no idea what I mean when I say that, but <laughs> there's definitely well, a Let's dial them in, dial it in for them. Cause like when you said that, the first thing I was thinking was, I mean, well, God damn it. Of course you could tell one from the early nineties in comparison to now, because niggas ain't using sleigh bells no more. That part too, yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, you know, that kind of shit, you know what I'm saying? Um, but like, I like Derringer. I like evidence. I like evidence production. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, um, I don't know. Like, I am definitely with the adapt part, but I also feel like 
sometimes these cats they they suffer just from being cats need a break from from always trying to produce because it gets repetitive for them. You know what I'm saying? So like for instance, I'm about to say a name. Hold on, I'm not gonna say a name. Um, <laughs> oh come on, you know you not, want to do it. You know you want to do it. <laughs> problem that's the problem um i gotta be smart about what i say no doubt but there, there's a there's a there's a producer that a lot of people love i'm choosing these words wisely there's a producer that a lot of people love um and he released a project a while ago i'm being very vague a while ago and i only liked one beat on the whole project and I felt like the rest of the other beats were old throwaways of his. Now, I don't know if it's about him adapting or just you know being in the creative space to do his best. So that's why I say, like, I think sometimes motherfuckers need a break. I you know feel that. Yeah. You know? Now you got my wheels turning because I'm like, let me figure out who the fuck this is. <laughs> oh, so that's Good job, because actually, you know, I, I I told you know who I'm talking about. We had a conversation about it, but yeah. So that I means I did a damn good job. If you don't know, the yeah, man, I don't know what you, you did because until you said that, it didn't hit me. But it just did when you said that. Okay, okay. Yeah. You did yeah. very well. Good job. <laughs> Yo, that's crazy. Like oh, you made this. Come on, huh? man. What the fuck is this shit? You know what I'm saying? Like. <laughs> You know, everybody, everybody had everybody mouth ready for some orange juice and it's only a swallow in the bottle. Like, what the fuck is this shit, man? Oh, man, yeah, bro. Hey, I hate to hear it like that. That You know, I had that same response when I, um, y'all gonna laugh at me when I say this. The first time, oh, the day that It Was Written came out, we went to the store and bought it. Uh, me, and my, me and my roommates, we went to the store and bought the tape. We put the tape in, it got about four or five songs in and I got up and left. And I said, I don't want to hear this. But but you but now mind you, I'm gonna tell you, I'm gonna tell you why that happened. And once I once I said, I answered the question yesterday on Facebook when they said, oh, well, it was on threads. When it was like, what's your favorite hip hop album of all time? Illmatic. That's my favorite album. So actually, it might not be my favorite, but it was my favorite when I answered the question. <laughs> now that I think about it. But either way, it's my favorite Nas album. Uh, still to this day, it's my favorite Nas album. So, um, when I heard it was written and it didn't sound like Illmatic, I was like, "Wait, what is this?" I was right. thrown, you know what I'm saying. So it took me a minute, and then I went back on my own with nobody else around and revisited the album. Um, and I was like, "Wait, I was tripping. Like this is good, you know what I'm saying? Like this is really good." Um, and there are people who put it was written above Illmatic, and I'm not mad at that. Like in hindsight, I'm not mad at it. I understand why, because there are people who appreciate the, the, the greater polish that was given to it was written than what was given to Illmatic. Me personally, I just like the raw, dirty shit. So like Illmatic is my shit, but I'm not mad at nobody that got it was written up that high. But that was my initial response when I heard it was like, I want to hear this shit. You know what I'm saying? Um, I thought that Nas had jumped off a fucking cliff. <laughs> I was like, yo, this motherfucker's going crazy. Uh, I didn't like If I Ruled the World when I first heard it. And I love Nas and I love Lauren, but I didn't want to hear that. You know what I'm saying? I was like, ah. but then when I when I listened to it in the context of the album and not just as a single, it gave it a whole different life to me. You know what I'm saying? So um, 
sometimes we can hear shit or some people give us um there's some people that I know that I listen to late 90s, early 2000s, but when I hear them now, it's kind of like, damn, are you out of gas or what? Like, what's going on? You know what I mean? So I feel you on that. Sometimes a nigga just need to take a time out and recharge because some of these motherfuckers drop back to back to back to back to back. And once you get to like project number three or four, it's like, you should have stopped after two. We took a time out for like six months, live a little bit and then drop something else. Like you can tell that it's starting to wear on them and they're starting to repeat the same cycle of, of material that they, you know, that they've been doing. So. Yeah, that's real shit. That's real. Well, I think I think that's what an artist's career is. It's repetition of the same shit. You just develop a little bit more. You know what I'm saying? I I just mean as far as like, you know, like you could tell when they running out of gas. Like it was like, okay, the the this is not up to par with your previous work. Just just the quality of it just isn't there. You know what I'm saying? Like so, like even bringing up a um, bringing up a uh, it was written. <laughs> I'm gonna start calling you tough crowd. So look, I got some people out of DC, right? And, and one of their homies on the block, you know, was a little smoker, you know what I'm saying? Drinker, you know, he, you know, he a fiend, you know what I'm saying? But he's a comedian also. Like he really, uh, yeah. you know what I'm saying? And he'll tell a joke and all his jokes is whack on purpose. Because <laughs> the punchline of the joke is not the joke. The joke is when he says, tough crowd, tough crowd. Like, you know what I'm saying? He's like, <laughs> Laugh, tough crowd. I'm gonna start calling you tough crowd the second. You're tough crowd. You know, you're tough, tough crowd. You're tougher crowd. <laughs> tougher crowd. Tougher crowd. I don't like it. I, you know, I get, I get, um, <laughs> I've called some, I've called some real rough shit from my, from my hip hop friends for some of the shit that I don't like. And, um, because, <laughs> uh, <You're tough. laughs> it was, uh, like, I'm not a big MF Doom fan. And that's just okay. me. Like, it, it ain't it ain't got nothing to do with him. Like I understand why people like it. I get it. It's just not for me. That's all. Um, be, I think Doom was dope, but I don't see how he has as many fans as he does. He's an acquired taste. Exactly. A lot of people have yeah. acquired it. A lot yeah. of people have acquired it. <laughs> right. A lot, a lot is, of people. is that is that currently because I see him a lot now and I and I hate to ask this question, but is it because he's passed away and because of the no? Because I've I've seen the popularity from when I was like um I don't know, maybe about like six or seven years ago. Um I had bought my first MF Doom album. No, 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 no. It was longer than that. Like 20, 2012, so about a decade ago. And I was really trying to break it down because that's when I first started doing production. But I was like, you know, his, the way that he rhymes and stuff like that is his content. I'm just like, I don't, I don't, I don't really get it. I don't necessarily understand it, but I'm like, he's so original and authentic with it. It's like, okay, so this is an original dish. This is something that, you know, has been discovered and has been made its own thing. So that's what makes it great in my eyes. It hasn't really waned from that. But, you know, when I first was listening to this, I'm like, I don't fucking get it. <laughs> like, seven, seven heard me say this before, and I say this to a lot of people. For some people, you need a Doom translator. Mm -hmm. And that's what it took to draw me into Doom's music. You know, saying a motherfucker translated it for me. Now, mind you, now the relationship I have with the person who translated is non-existent. And I don't know if really he just gave me a painting that, that he knew that I could appreciate and if that's the actual painting or not. Mm. You know, but 
it's so much that has to be, he's, he's, it's so much coded language in what he's talking about. That's why I say, I don't see how so many people like him because if he's talking about exactly what the fuck I'm hearing, this is the grimiest nigga on the planet. Like, and, and, and how you motherfucker, like, you, you know what I'm saying? It's, it's kind of like the DMX syndrome. I love DMX, but DMX made it very simple to understand. Yeah. Right. Doom shit is purposely coded. It's not meant for you to get it immediately. You know what I'm saying? Like, so, and, and, and just in the era of people having short attention spans, again, the ADD popping back up. It, it fucked me up to see how many people was digging through his shit and in love with it. You know what I'm saying? I'm like, wow, like, this is crazy. And, and motherfuckers will break this shit down and still to this day think he's one of the best. You know what I'm saying? So, again, I like, so I, I love the music, but I just I just be surprised at who gets who. Now I'm just saying, you know, you know, sometimes you just be like, damn, you you like that, huh? <laughs> huh. Okay. Bro, I I feel I be feeling bad sometimes because I know that um like now I ain't gonna say I feel bad because I I am who the fuck I am. I don't really give a fuck what nobody think about it. But like um like sometimes I have discussions with with uh, other hip hop you know hip-hop heads and like the way that they do they look like i grew an extra head out the side of my neck when i say certain shit and i'm like that's just the way i feel like we can't discuss my opinion like even if you don't agree with my opinion like you don't have to look at me like i'm from another planet i can tell you exactly why i feel the way i feel you know what i'm saying like i hate people that have un that have baseless opinions oh i don't like that why don't you like it <laughs> you can't tell me why you don't like it like what is it about it you don't like um and I, I mean, me personally, there are people, there are some things I understand. You can just be like, I don't like it. That's just what it is. But I've always been the type of person that if I tell you I don't like something, or if I tell you I really like something, I can tell you exactly why. Because I've taken into account all of those things. So um, I don't know. I, I, I think that's odd sometimes, especially in hip hop. We have a strange, there's a strange thing that goes around and we all see it all the time on the net. If you don't like something, you're automatically a hater. Or you're automatically, um, you know, some kind of... <laughs> some kind of outsider looking in and just don't get it. And uh, sometimes, no, I get it perfectly. I just don't like this shit. Like, <laughs> like that's all it is. Like, I understand exactly what's happening. I just don't like it. Um, and I don't understand why that's a, I've yet to understand why that's such a big thing, um, especially in hip hop. Like, we have a serious issue with that. We have a serious issue with that. I'm getting peaked at. <laughs> oh, shit. Now, I, I would show y'all, this is crazy. This fucking cat is nuts. But anyway, um, yeah, that's I, I don't know, man. I, I I've been like that with Doom. Like I, I people be weirded out that I'm not really a big Tribe Called Quest fan, and I'm I'm like, yeah, I mean, I understand they got two classic albums. I understand all that. And I agree that they're classics. I'm just not a big Tribe Called Quest fan. Sorry, I like De La That's just me. Um, yeah, I don't know, man. Hip hop niggas are weirdos, anyway. but <laughs> oh shit, I don't know. I don't wait, know. wait, wait, wait. Uh oh, <laughs> I got myself in trouble. I know. I'm, I was watching his facial expressions. Okay. <laughs> I'm, like, I'm having done. one of those moments where it's like, you like what? Like hold up, like hold on. <laughs> so you like De La Soul better than the Tribe Called Quest? Yeah, I always have. Here for Doom. Uh, no, I don't really like Doom. Not really. No. I mean, I mean, I. Do, to me, with, Doom, with Doom falls at Pie's tree. Right, exactly. And I agree with that. 
You know what I'm saying? Like that's 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 why I'm a little like like really like okay, I, you know you like what you like. You know what I'm saying? Like you know it is what it is. I I can't tell you. You know that I'm just that just amazed me right there. Like hold up, nigga. Like wait a minute. You mean to tell me you don't like doing but you like Paz? I think Paz is one of the most confusing niggas on the planet. That's just me. But I'm a fan though, because I like picking his shit apart. Like he kind of dope to me like that. You know what I'm saying? Plus he a cool. He was a cool nigga. Him and Dave. I met them niggas. They was cool dudes. Oh yeah. Rest Hell yeah. You know and, and you know, Paz is the main reason why I'm a bigger Daylight. You, I mean, you know, you know me enough to know that if a motherfucker is like. I, I I like lyrics. I like I like bars. You know what I'm saying. And to me, Paz out of the the three the four rappers we're talking about, Paz, Dave, Q-Tip, and and Fife, I think Paz is the best rapper out of all of them. So like, I fuck with him heavy. And plus, I mean, it might be a little long out of the bias. I'm not gonna lie about that. But um, yeah, I fuck with Daylight heavier than than I fuck with Tribe. That's just that's just me. So how you don't like Doom? <laughs> I mean, like I don't everything. know. I don't know. And that's the weird thing. I've never been able to figure out why I can't get into Doom because everything about him says I should be able to, especially like what you was just saying. If I translate this, to, if the way I'm translating this is what it actually is, you know, that's my lane. You know what I'm saying? So I'm like, I don't know why I don't like it. I'm biased shit. I'm like, hold up, nigga. Wait a minute. Doom, nigga. I know. I know. Doom from Long Island, too. So I mean, yeah, it's. I don't know. It's weird. My relationship with Doom has always been strange, and and it's it's super weird because I can I can acknowledge that he's dope. I know that he's dope. I have no problem with saying that. I know he's dope as a producer and an MC, and still, I've never been able to to bring myself to just sit down and turn on some MF Doom. I, I just haven't done it. Other than when we had that conversation and you said I needed to get it translated, yeah, I sat down and listened to it with somebody. <laughs> Or they a good translator. <laughs> I mean, yeah, it made it make perfect sense. And it's still at the end of the day, I think the biggest part of it was, oh, you know what? A part of it could be. Um, I love him as a producer outside of being an MC. And I love him as I think he's dope as an MC, even outside of being a dope producer. I just don't think that the combination of the two, when I listen to his music, it just doesn't stick to me for some reason. Like it's, I can hear him, like, yeah, that's cool. You're not into but that. Zany. Zany. Don't think about it. He's, he's zany. That's true. He's zany as fuck. You know these zany people. You know zany niggas is weird. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> but like, I get it. Like, cause again, like you're not gonna sit sit me in here, sit here. I'm not gonna sit here and act like, oh, you crazy for not like you're doing. I get it. I had to be walked into the music. I know. I was like. Cause I ain't into that zany shit either. You know what I'm saying? But like I said, maybe the person I was talking to knew how to manipulate me to, to see it right. I feel it. Yeah, I feel that. Hell yeah. I'm choosing my words wisely. <laughs> <laughs> he, he getting really good at that. I, I, I get... <laughs> He's better at it than I am. I'd be like, I don't give a fuck. I'm gonna just say it. Like, but yeah, I gotta uh I gotta learn how to but yeah, so I'm that. But you know who else ain't with the zany shit? Ice Cube. Ice Cube ain't with the zany shit. <laughs> Especially if it involved Mac Ten, he definitely ain't with the zany shit. Now I was, um, there was, there's been a, like a lot of talk online amongst West Side Connection fans. Um, you know, asking the guys, hey man, look, I know whatever happened happened. Da, 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 da. We just like, like, can you give us, give us one more? Come on, I know y'all can fix this. Like, give us one more. And Dub C is like, yeah, man, like it's still all love, you know. What I'm saying? They just gotta work things out, blah blah blah. Q was like, yeah, nah, <laughs> fuck that. I said, I don't want to do it. 
He said, it ain't happening. Y'all can forget about this. So <laughs> what is the story? Because I don't I don't know anything. Uh so uh back in the day, uh Westside Connection, uh, you know, they they Dub C Max and Ice Cube, they were they were on a roll. Um Bow Down was was doing numbers. Um they, they were really Coast they were going crazy. West Legends. West Coast Legends all the way live. Yeah, I, I, and I and I'm not even a Mac 10 fan or a Dub C fan, but I can honestly tell you, I can easily say West West Side Connection is a legendary apocalypse. Easily. Um I understand the context behind it. So their road manager uh is was Cube's wife's brother. Um, apparently things were not going well between the, the brother-in-law and Mac 10 for a minute. And Mac 10, uh, uh, um, you know, in his words said, I warned them that this was becoming volcanic. You know what I'm saying? Um, if anybody don't know anything about Mac 10, I know this is really something but us older heads who really know who he is, but like yeah. Mac 10 with the Yeah. <laughs> Mac ain't with the bullshit. He is not with the bullshit. He he's with he want all the smoke. So apparently things took a hard left. <laughs> he gave homie a couple of hard rights, and uh, <laughs> shit didn't go well. And uh, that was kind of the undoing of West Side Connection. But the the thing is, like uh, I think it was such a brutal situation because uh, everything I seen written about it said it was a bloody ending. You know what I'm saying? Like apparently Max didn't beat the fuck out but of this guy. But intended. Yeah, pun intended. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Yeah, you know. <laughs> oh, all my, hey, all my, all my niggas. Y'all know what time it is. It was a bloody ending. So, um, so then that you know that kind of precipitated the end of West Side Connection. Uh, but you know everybody kind of thought that after time it would pass. You know what I'm saying? But um, if you go back and look, there were a lot of interviews done like right after that where Mac was like, "Nah, fuck that." Like you know what I'm saying? Like. I I don't give a fuck. I did what I was supposed to do. Like this motherfucker, I tried to tell these niggas that it was gonna be fucked up. You know what I'm saying? And um, uh, to a degree, I agree with him. Like, I, if I tell you repeatedly, hey, you need to get me away from this nigga because I'm telling you what's gonna happen. You know me. So if I'm telling you that this is gonna happen, like Mojo, you've seen me enough times. If I tell you we in a club and I'd be like, Mojo, get me out of here now. Like, because if I don't leave now, I'm about to I'm about to fuck this up for everybody. You gonna get me the fuck out the building, right? Right, <laughs> you know what I'm or you can get somebody to assist you with getting me the fuck out of the building because you know I'm gonna do it. But like when it's all said and done, the reason why I don't do it is because I don't want to fuck up business for everybody. Like this is my personal thing. I'm gonna fuck business up for everybody if I do this. You know what I'm saying? But if I've warned you repeatedly, at this point, I've told you enough times that I don't give a fuck about fucking up your business now. I told you. Now I'm about to air this shit out, and we gonna and we it's gonna be what it's gonna be. So I see Dub C side. I honestly think that Ice Cube side may have more to do with his wife than it has to do with him. But a little bit of of, yeah, but out of respect for his wife, he's like, nah. If you don't fuck with him, I'm not gonna fuck with him. You know what I'm saying? So I don't know. I I hate to see good things come to an end, but I know that all good things come to an end. So. You know, I wasn't like I said, I wasn't a huge West Side Connection fan. I was a huge Ice Cube fan, but like I wasn't a huge West Side Connection fan. So like it didn't really disturb me one way or the other when they broke up. But I do understand that people are negatively affected by that because they are a legendary group and people were huge, really huge fans of them. So yeah, that was, you know, even at the common <laughs> Well, let me let me backtrack a little bit. Like what you said, like how you think is is probably more or less because his wife or anything or whatever. Um Living out here, uh, I kind of got a different understanding for how how the how the cats out here think and how they move when it comes to certain things. And 
I'm not saying that that's not a factor that that can't be it. But what I want to introduce is the fact we don't know exactly what happened between them. You know what I'm saying? Like we like we heard we've heard this story, or we've heard that we've heard about that conflict, but we don't know how that went down. We don't know if that was a one on one. We don't know if he got jumped. We don't know if he got snuffed. Like we really don't know how that happened. You know what I'm saying? So to your point of like, I thought over time maybe this could get better. I got a feeling it's because of how whatever happened happened is why it can't get better. Not because of who and why is involved. I can see that. Sure. You know, like that's just what I think. I'm just like, okay, somebody just got done too dirty for it to come back from. You know, okay. and maybe maybe it could have been just a one on one. You got the ass whooping for your life. You know what I'm saying? But you know, and even still in that situation, I could I could see that too. It's just like, damn, like you you didn't even pull back. You could have been pulled back, but now nah, you wanted to go ahead and break his jaw while he was on the ground. You know what I'm saying? You ain't had to do that. He was already on the ground. You know who knows. I, like you know, it's like like pop real shit out here. You know what I'm saying? So, no doubt. Who knows? I think I might be too. Uh, I like for for me. I I think the reason why I can't process this process the way process processes the way I sh probably should process it to discuss it in an open form is because I like I'm not gonna lie. Like just with the information that I've been given leading up to the incident and the incident taking place, I side with Mac Ten. Dog, I told you this was gonna happen. <laughs> like, I don't understand what part of if he keep doing what he's doing, I'm gonna fuck him up. You don't get, you know what I'm saying, or you know whatever the case may be. I don't know what all the ramifications were. All I know is that it's been reported in multiple situations that Mac Ten repeatedly said, "Hey, this is going to get ugly." You know what I'm saying? I don't know if it's a matter of we feel like we could fix it, so like, so like let's just give it time, or maybe these niggas is misunderstanding each other, or whatever the case may be. I don't know. But I know up to the point of that, I'm on Mac 10 side. Okay, all right. So, 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 let, so let me let, let me throw something something in there, right? Okay, because I'm pretty sure we've all been around these people, or even you, or you could have been the person that I'm talking about. But like you just said, you said Mac 10 said, "I told you niggas, keep me away from him." Blah 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 blah. Right? Okay. Now, mind you, again, I I don't know what information you had. You know what I'm saying? I can only speak of what I don't know. And I don't know what the, the issue was to start with. You know what I'm saying? But what I do know, because I've seen this happen, is because I got a homeboy. I'm, I'm, I'm thinking of a, of a couple of instances with one of my niggas. And, and it's been times where we're getting ready to go out for the night. And there could have been, there could have been some little, bull, I mean, very minute bullshit that happened between somebody. Just something slick was said to another person, right? Right. Not, you know, nothing that you can't brush off. Like, no real, it ain't no real shit. It was just some bullshit, some real bullshit. We go to the store, and niggas say, you know what? I feel like fighting tonight, and grabs the I'm gonna fight beer. <laughs> <laughs> the, I'm gonna fight beer. Now, the, you know, the, the I'm gonna fight beer. Like, you know, you know, you get to a certain, you know, like Mojo. I'm pretty sure you came like we did when you first started drinking. You started do, uh, drinking cheap shit because that's the only thing you could get your hands on. No doubt, the thing I ever had was a fucking four loco. The what? The four locos. 
No, the what? How did you describe it? The what? The what you ever had? <laughs> the first beer I ever had. The first, the first beer you ever had. Ever had. First, wow. yeah, first, the first beer, the first beer, yeah. not alcohol in general, the first beer I ever had. Yeah, you're crazy for that one. I'm glad you made it. Um, you know what I'm saying? But, but uh, for us, it was malt liquor of some sort. Yeah. O-E. O-E. I'll that pretty soon after, but yeah. Babies, we're old English babies, we're private stock babies, we're Mickey's babies, we're, we're fucking St. Ives teenagers, you know what I'm saying? But, but in those days, now mind you, now that I'm older, I realize it wasn't the fact that the alcohol did it, but we was just young and, you know, full of testosterone, like, and the alcohol just didn't stop us. But either way, you know, as you get older, you say, I'm not drinking that shit no more. I'm too grown for that. So your, your choices get better as your pockets get better. So right. you, you stay away from that bottom show of the, the $2, 40 ounce beers and shit. And now you up here. Spending, you know what I'm saying? Whatever you're spending on, good quality beer. So my point being is, my nigga got the I'm gonna fight tonight beer. <laughs> After we had stopped drinking that kind of shit. Oh, and what happened that night? Got in the fight. Yeah. Okay. I feel like he had a program the whole day that he was gonna do this. Uh. So, so. Now I'm saying in Mac 10 case, I, again, I do not know. But I do know once you got it, got it in your head, like I'm sick of this nigga. <laughs> if he do one more, I don't care if he fucking spit on the ground, I'm knocking his ass the fuck out. And I'm wondering how much of that plays into that situation. I told you, don't mm. have him. Now I got to show you why I told you that. Oh man. Yeah, I feel it. I feel it. Because sometimes you know, it is, it is like, like you develop a pre-pressure. See, because seven, I feel you like, like you said, like, yo, if I'm in a situation, I say, get me out of here. That situation wasn't on your mind the whole day. Right. You know what I'm saying? The situation just happened. But in Mac 10 case, in my homie case, something happened to it's been boiling in your head this whole fucking day. Or for however long up until it actually happened. And the nigga said, fuck it, I'm gonna crack my, I'm gonna fight beer and drink, you know, and bing bang, you know what I'm saying? Like now I'm gonna drink the beer because I got something to blame it on, even though I've been wanting to do this all day. Yeah, I feel it. I feel it. I mean, yeah, I, that that's definitely a possibility. That's definitely a possibility. And I'm not gonna, and, and that's why I said up to the point of it happening, I'm with you. I get right. it. Something ain't right. And you tell them, hey bro, listen, I'm trying to tell you, like this shit ain't working. And you you know me well enough to know that I will put hands, feet, knees, and elbows on this nigga. Come on, yo. You know what I'm saying? So right, right. I don't know. Yeah, so, I, I I see what you're saying though, for sure. Yeah, like, like where where it is like okay, all right. Oh, you niggas don't hear me. Y'all ain't listen. Okay. Hold that. <laughs> Hold my drink. <laughs> Turn the house upside down. Hold my drink, nigga. Say, watch this. <laughs> oh, you think bullshit. <laughs> oh, that shit is crazy, hey, bro. Hey, all, all I'll say is Westside Connection. Thank y'all for everything y'all gave to the game. Um, Max Ten, C Ice Cube, of course. Um, hey, I, hey, I, I, I got a question. Okay. Hey, hey Mojo, when you doing that? You doing that the weed? <laughs> you, said, no. you doing that to hit the weed? 
<laughs> well, no. Oh, or does my camera go off? Yeah. No, 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 no. To be honest, I'm checking the notes and shit. I'm like, all right, cool. Let's see what we got to talk about. <laughs> no. You see me, you see me spark up and like yeah, yeah, no, no, I'm, I'm, I'm just I'm just fucking around. Yeah, he'll give a fuck. He's like, yeah, whatever, nigga. I'm... Oh, so... you know what? Oh, go ahead, bro. Oh, now all I was gonna say was like, I mean, yeah, we talked about that, but did we talk about that fucking biggie ice cube shit? We did not talk about that. Um, because to me, I think that's why we even talk about the, this West Side shit because Ice Cube name got brought brought up. But Ice Cube also been on the press run for the Big Three again too. So like, actually, right. I think all, one big rollout. All of it, yeah. Like, and that's and that, and I think the article that I saw where they even he even got asked about West Side Connection was a part of all of that. They just took that part out and made it its own separate article. So yeah, that's yeah. yeah I think it's part of the whole press run. But like shit, yeah. That the big Ice Cube thing is um. Like I, I listened to another pod, and some of the some of the, and I can admit that I have biases. Like when I was talking about Dela, I said there may be some Long Island bias there, but then you, but it don't always be that because it don't apply to, to MF Doom. You know what I'm saying? Or um, it's other people that have come out from Long Island. And I'm like, I don't fuck with that. <laughs> like, you know what I'm saying? But like overall, nine times out of ten, if a nigga from Long Island, I'm gonna give him a listen. You know what I'm saying? Just because you know hometown love, hometown love and shit. So. Um, Matter of fact, salute uh, John Jiggs and rest in peace, Granddaddy IU. While I'm on that, but um, yeah. So Cuban Biggie is a, it's an interesting oh, and, comparison. And, and, and prayers over the Jiggs family. I heard Chum they survived. Biggie. I heard they survived something crazy a couple of days ago. So you know, yeah, I saw that. I saw that. That was crazy. Look, you know and thankfully, you're on this side of the things. Absolutely, absolutely. Hell yeah, because that that could easily go the other way, man. And um. To all the niggas out there to be doing wild shit like that, yo, I'm probably the last person that should be saying this, um, just due to my history. But y'all gotta calm that shit down, man. Like every everything ain't a fucking bullseye for you to, to target, yo. Like sometimes you gotta be be mindful of who you target, um, and, and why you're doing it. And <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like I, I got my own principles around that, and we gonna get into all that right now because that's some shit that ain't got nothing to do with pod entertainment. But yeah, that's um. Uh, that's crazy. And I, I really am, yeah, just glad y'all are safe, man. Salute to you and your whole family. Um, but yeah. But back to the biases. Yeah. The Cuban biggie shit, there's definitely some biases floating around. And I can tell when I when I go, when I scroll through and see who, who responded to it and what their answers were. Some yeah. of the people, like before I even look at the answer, when I look at the name, I already know what they're gonna say. You know what I'm saying? So like um, like when I when my East Coast homies, the, the 98% of them say biggie. You know what I'm saying? My West Coast homies, 98% of them say Q. You know what I'm saying? And then you got some that's from all over the country that have a different scope on it, just depending on, on their listening preference in hip-hop. You know what I'm saying? Um, it's It evolved into a who's a better MC when it wasn't about that. You know what I'm saying? It was about who's a better storyteller. That's where it started from. You know what I'm saying? Um, so being Weed. a better storyteller don't necessarily make you a better MC. Weed ADD took that conversation into the who's the better rapper <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and I'm absolutely fucking right because you I can already tell you with some high ass nigga sitting somewhere seeing they watched the interview or they saw the first post about it and their first response was Biggie's a way better MC than Q. No, well, that nigga, wasn't okay. the question, nigga. <laughs> oh, you didn't see the interview? I, I watched whole- some of it. I watched some of it, yeah. I watched I specifically watched that part. 
I can't I can't listen. I, I have to have uh rations of Tony Yayo. I can't listen to a whole lot of without start going crazy. But yeah. Um salute to you too, Yayo. Like you are I would love to have you on, bro, because you were <laughs> there's no telling what's gonna happen with Tony Yayo's in the building. But yeah, like that that was crazy. I mean, but if you break it down to the core of it, if you're only talking about storytelling, an interesting point was made by one of the one of the gentlemen on his other pod I was listening to when he said, Well, people say People are saying Cube because he's quote unquote known for more story reps. But the but, but the reality is a large portion of Biggie's catalog and Biggie's verses, period, are stories. If you listen mm-hmm. to it. Mm-hmm. Um drop. Uh, but yeah, it was a it was a uh it was a rough thing for me to have to process because I love both of them. Um and I love both of them in that storytelling aspect, but when I, I had to break it down to who tells the more, uh, whose stories do I remember more? You know what I'm saying? What sticks with me the most? What, who gives me the most detail? Who gives me the most of this, that, or the other? <clears throat> I still haven't made a decision yet. Um, I've been weighing it a lot. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's just, it's just as a hip hopper, keeps, it keeps calculating on one side of my brain while I'm doing other shit during the day, trying to weigh it out. And I just haven't been able to come up with an answer yet because they're both really good at it. Like, I mean, really good at it. So it's like, I don't know. Man. It's, it's kind of rough. But I mean, what's, what do y'all what do y'all think? I don't know because I haven't decided yet. I think it's a stupid conversation. <laughs> I, I, I think it's stupid as hell, and I think fuck that shit. <laughs> it's stupid, man. Like, like uh, again, you you compare you comparing somebody who only had two albums to a motherfucker whole career. You know what I'm saying? Like, like you, you can't even mathematically match it up. So even if you try to do it, like if you said, because they tried to do that shit too. Like, well, so what if you just did the first two albums versus these two? Again, now you're still talking about a difference in age, a difference in production, a difference in the way songs are made. You know what I'm saying? Like, um, at the end of it all, it's like, of course. Of course, Ice Cube should be the better songwriter. He had more, I mean, the better storyteller. He had more time to perfect that. You know what I'm saying? Like, even when when Ice Cube came out, stories was the thing to do. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, the reason why Big also is looked at as, 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 as a, not only because he was a great storyteller, but because of when he was doing it. You know what I'm saying? Like, motherfuckers wasn't necessarily telling stories like that. You know, you really only had maybe two, three other MCs, like, on the grand scale that we looked at, like, okay, yeah, them niggas are storytellers. Because, like, even, like, like, I'm about to say something, I might get crucified for this shit. Everybody throws Slick Rick into the into the fray of greatest storytellers. But that's because he was one of the first. Not that he's told so many great stories, because if you look at it, his catalog wasn't long either. You know what I'm saying? Like Slick Rick was in prison. His second album came out. Yes, and then when he got out, he only did what two more albums after that. The uh, the art of storytelling, and then I thought he only did, but he may have did two. I don't know, but you know what I'm saying? It's just again, like you know, you gotta you gotta look at just how music is consumed again. Like you know, that's the same shit we gotta look at today. Like though, to me, those are the factors of why you think who was better. It has nothing to do with who actually told the better story. They both were descriptive. They both were beginning, middle, and end storytelling. 
and they both gave you stories that you never heard before and help you understand shit. Nigga, my summer vacation, my yes. summer vacation, basically showing how gangbanging starts in the Midwest. I mean, not, not started, but how it comes to the Midwest, how it migrates from the West to the, to the Midwest. Because a motherfucker on his summer vacation from LA went to what, St. Louis? Is that where he went in the song? Yep. Yep, St. Louis. Yep. Yep, yep, yep. <laughs> Bang. Come on, man. You know what I'm saying? Like, like you know, you, you hear those stories, you remember shit. You know what I mean? Like, so then you go into Biggie, like, you can't forget Dark Skin Jermaine. He used to no. whistle. But nah, I never forget that. But he was a lame and they killed him. Cause he was a you know, cause because he was stepping outside his body. He wasn't supposed to be fucking with these people. You know, like, I don't know. Like, I think it's a stupid conversation, man. <laughs> like, but that, again, I'm who don't do favorites. I think, you know, that's just me. I think, I think for me, it, the only reason it's not a stupid conversation is because I'm only, I'm, I feel like I can analyze their ability to tell a story in a song, regardless of how many stories it is. Now, mind you, Big evens the, Big evens it up more than most people notice, even with two albums, because he's such a, He's so prolific at telling stories just in regular songs that aren't supposed to be stories. You know what I'm you saying? Know. And I didn't, I didn't realize that until somebody pointed it out. And I was like, damn, you know what? You're right. Yeah, he does do that. And so, um, like when, when nigga said Juicy was a story, that fucked me up. I was like, damn, I never thought about Juicy being a story and it, and it actually is. Right. That was the thing that caught me because I was like, I, I kind of lean to the same understanding as um, one of the other people that was in that conversation. He was like, I kind of look at that as more autobiographic than a story. But then, I mean, if you look at an autobiography, it's still a story. It's just your story. You know what I'm saying? That's all. That's, that's, I mean, for a duo, nigga, a duo is a group. Like, come on, man. <laughs> right. Autobiographic is still a story. Yeah, no doubt. So, I, Juicy is definitely a story because there's a beginning, middle, and end. There's a right. there's a beginning. Um, it was all a dream. I used to read Word of Magazine. You know what I'm saying? Then it was, uh, um, you know what I'm saying? He's uh, giving you the story. Hanging pictures on my wall. Every Saturday, rapper type, Mr. Magic Molly Ball. I let my tape rock till the tape pops. Smoking weed and bamboo, sipping on private stock way back. You know what I'm saying? Like, like he gave you the story. And, sure and again, oh, this is dope. Uh, oh, this is a story, though. Like, so, I mean, I, like, the reason why I, I call it stupid, like, I mean, again, like, people go going to compare shit all the time. But, I mean, I think, it, I think people waste too much energy getting trying to get past their bias. It's like, bro, like that you gotta look at how the shit was given to you. You know what I'm saying? Like even like even like the Breakfast Club, they had this conversation and they and niggas like, okay, so who's the best five? And, and you know, Charlemagne put a, a fucking one of the stupidest fucking uh criteria up that I ever heard talk about you gotta have at least five storyteller songs to be considered in this list. And what? Yeah, like again, like see, like again, like I, I watched the entire Drink Champ shit. I, I watched, I watched the Ice Cube interview on the Breakfast Club. I watched their conversation about the stories behind that. You know what I'm saying? Like, so like a lot of people are getting these questions and topics from that shit, right? You know, and Charlemagne and his attempt to say who should be considered in, in this shit said, "I think you need to have these five songs." under your belt telling stories. And I'm like, well, that's stupid because he didn't mention Nas. 
he didn't mention Nas. Niggas is mentioning Nas all around him. He didn't mention. The fuck? Like, How do you leave Nas out and, of that conversation? And, and said, I don't consider him in my top five. And everybody's like, how the fuck can you not? And I'm sitting there thinking, like, hold up. So the same thing with Big when when I was saying, like, I, I you know, I didn't realize Juicy's a story until somebody said it. I sat back and thought about Nas's catalog. And, and I was like, hold up, don't, don't go that deep into it. The very first verse you hear on Illmatic is a goddamn story. Yes. Nas is one of the, the best storytellers in the history of rap. And, and, I, and I argue that he may very well be the best. I, he's right there if he's not, you know what I'm saying? So um, I think there's a, um, yeah, I think there's a, um, there's a, a very big difference between saying uh, uh, somebody is a great storytelling rapper and then trying to put a quota on the number of stories that they have to tell in order for that to be, to bet for that to be uh, gauged. Realistically speaking, I don't have to, if you tell one story and you tell it great, you belong. To, you belong in that conversation. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, there's a whole lot of people who don't who don't have um, a massive amount of storytelling around. Like, Coogee Rap doesn't get brought up in that conversation. He's one of the best storytellers in the history of rap. You know what I'm saying? Um, the great train like, robbery. Train robbery. One of my favorite songs ever. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So, right. Right. He told a lot of stories. You know what I'm saying? I mean, but at the end of the day, this this all this shit gonna boil down to bias. You know what I'm saying? This is going to all boil down to bias. Just like you said at the beginning, East Coast cats going to stick big, West Coast cats going to stick cute. For the, for the most part. You know. But it, it's, it's... Man, you know what happened since I moved out here? Is, yo, yo, you chop it up. was difference in the um, hip-hop was exercised in different places. You know what I'm saying? Look like this. I always felt like this. There's something different that for each one is its own. Seven, seven. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. He lost connection. Seven. Yo, I don't know what that was. Hey, hey, seven. Yo, are you going somewhere? Huh? Am I going somewhere? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. No, I was just wondering because I think wherever you go, that's why you should keep freezing. Like it's been doing it for a minute. Oh, I think I think it was a uh, disconnected from the Wi-Fi. The farther I got away from, and I think that was calling the issue. But um, yeah. But I, I mean, like, okay. So case in point, it's people that they know over here that we don't we didn't come up on. You know what I'm saying? We don't know these people's catalogs. We don't know these people's. You know what I'm saying? I, like case in point, um, X-rated is huge over here. You know what I'm saying? Like he's a bona fide legend. I didn't know nothing about X-ray. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like I don't I didn't know shit about him, his music, his story, nothing until probably in the last two years I started learning about it. You know what I'm saying? And to know that lets me know that we can't have we can't have a fully informed conversation about who's the best to do A, B, or C until you've heard it all. You know what I'm saying? Because there, there's somebody somewhere that did it and they did it immaculately. We just never heard, it. you know what I'm saying? So, yeah, I, I agree with you to a degree that it is a stupid, a stupid conversation to have to a degree. Um, like you said, those comparisons are going to occur. But the thing I figured out about those comparisons in most cases is they are the enemy of enjoyment. Like you can't just listen to the song and enjoy it if you're busy trying to compare it to something. Um, if you're trying to determine if this story is better than this story, well, what exactly made that story better? You know what I'm saying? Like, was it was is it just that you relate to it more or 
did that person literally give it to you in a framework that nobody's ever given it to you? How do you quantify that? So, yeah, that's kind of crazy. <laughs> it, it is. It, that definitely is a crazy conversation to have, especially with those two individuals. Now, if you if you wanted to say, uh, you know, if you want to put to do that comparison with like Biggie and Slick Rick, okay, cool, you can do that because Biggie and Slick Rick literally have the same number of albums that they were out in the world to make. I don't count behind bars because, like you said, Rick was in jail. But if we just take the art of storytelling and uh, Great Adventures of Slick Rick. Now, mind you, the Great Adventures of Slick Rick is all stories, with the exception of a couple of records. It's all stories. So he has a uh, an undis- a decided advantage over most people because he does it so much. You know what I'm saying? Like, it, the more you play ball, the more you play, the better you got, right? Mm-hmm. So the more you tell stories, the more the better you're going to get at doing it, the better you're going to get at adding the nuance that makes people stick to it as opposed to just saying oh let me hear the next record nah i want to hear where this is going you know what i'm saying so i don't know it's a hard it's a hard thing to do and even the comparison you know what you got me thinking about shit now comparing mcs even is almost impossible um the only thing you can really determine in that case is i like this person's flow better i like this person's voice better i like the way i like you know the, the way they put this record together i like better but at the end of the day I can't tell you unless somebody is just trash. I can't look at two great MCs and tell you this one's better than this one because I just happen to relate to that one better. Like to me, Royce the Five Nine better than Eminem. They rap the same to a degree, but I think Royce is better. Why? I can relate to Royce better. You know what I'm saying? So I don't know. That's just I don't know. <laughs> you got me thinking now. <laughs> mm-hmm. You know, like, like that's why I see, you know, again, like, you know, you gotta have your favorites or your biases or whatever. That's why I, I think the whole shit it gets stupid because people energy get caught up into that and they forget that part. You know what I'm saying? I'm like, but that's what made you fuck with this anyway, your biases and and everything. Absolutely. What you what you say you what what you say you relate to. If you're if you're able to put those biases aside, then I can listen to your opinion and take it and take it truthfully. You know what I'm saying? I'm an East Coast dude to my core. So when I tell people, Outkast is my favorite group of all time. You know what I'm saying? Now, I have a bias towards Wu-Tang Clan automatically because I love them. But I'm able to put that bias aside to critically say, yeah, I love Wu, but I like Outkast better. And I know why I like Outkast better. You know what I'm saying? It's not a matter of me trying to make some strange uh, comparison between two things that don't go together. I'm simply telling you what I like better. I'm not saying Outkast is better than Wu-Tang. I'm not saying Wu-Tang is better than Outkast. I'm saying I like Outkast better. And I have my reasons for that. So when you're able to, t- if you're able to take your bias and put it in a cup and put a lid on it and move it to the side long enough to think about something and really like critically examine it, I can listen to your opinion. And I know, and you do that better than most. And, and even when you're talking and something, you know you have a bias, you make it known. Hey, I got a bias in this, but this is what I think. Mm-hmm. I, can, I can appreciate that and respect it. What I can't respect is a motherfucker that just fly off the handle saying dumb shit that's based purely in their bias with no factual background to it or none of that. Where there's no basis of actuality in it. Like, that shit just pisses me off. I'm like, dog, stop talking. <laughs> you mean like did in that whole conversation? That's what like, how do I, I, I would never want to interview that nigga. That motherfucker that just Cause this whole shit, shit was just speaking from a bias. That was it. Yeah, yeah. I think. Uh, okay, so so check this. Somebody asked me. Um, this was a question that came up about what was the the greatest debut album of all time. 
And um, it was a it was a it was a conversation that was happening in a couple of different uh, hip hop groups that I'm in um, on Facebook. And they were like, and I was like, I didn't even get involved in the conversation. I just wanted to see what the answers were going to be. Um, and you know, admittedly, most of the answers are ones that we've heard before. They're they're um, and they're things that I think most of us probably would agree with, at least being in the conversation for that. Um, but then I started thinking, like even with that. What happened before that day? What happened well, prior to that debut that that kind of put you in that mind that you were ready? Like, think about something. Snoop Dogg's Doggy Style is an amazing album, right? But he had a perfect setup. Being on uh, being on Deep Cover, being all over the Chronic, he had a perfect launch for his album. Now, that, that, that doesn't mean the album didn't have to be great because it's still great. But he had a perfect launching pad. You know what I'm saying? Um, so that his, his that album was in the conversation. America's Most Wanted was in the conversation. Of course, Illmatic was in the conversation. Um, I saw Reasonable Doubt a few times, but I was like, yeah, Reasonable Doubt is amazing, but uh, like, I guess I don't put it in that category because, especially because I know what, I guess, because I know what Jay became. Um, and I like a couple of albums in his discography better than I like Reasonable Doubt. But as far as freshman albums go, Okay, I, I can see it, whatever. Is we talking about a debut? All right, cool. Um, but me personally, I don't think that list is very long. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I don't think that list is very long because most artists that I fuck with, I may like their debut and it make me tap in with them, but it's what they do after that that makes me stay. You know what I'm saying? Um, th those people that I just named were people whose first albums automatically kind of locked me into them. Um, and I was like, whatever they do next, I'm going to be there for it. You know what I'm saying? So... Yeah, I don't know. I look at it a little different than, than some people, but yeah. Yeah, I mean, because for me, like, I'm not considering what the, the second or other albums was. We only talk about their debuts. You know what I'm saying? Like, so which one is, you know, just, you know, just for the sake of that conversation. Right, right. And that's why I said, I don't, I mean, reasonable doubt, if they want to put that in there, fine. I don't, I don't necessarily think that, but prior to that conversation taking place, I thought about reasonable doubt in that way. Like that, it was one of the best debut albums ever. Well, well, you, you know what, though, if, if we're talking about that, I, I think you should, I mean, I'm not saying, again, your opinion is what it is, you know what I'm saying? Like, but if, if that's what we're doing, like, you kind of let everybody's first album be a part of the, the control group. Right, right. Absolutely. You know, so, 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 Reasonable Doubt is in the conversation just because it's his debut, you know what I'm saying? Like, forget the rest of his career, you know what right. I mean? Now, now, now mind you, let me ask you this, and this this is just a a, a, a a question to make both of you think. How you just said, you know, the second album, you know, he got other albums later on in his catalog, whatever. Do you ever find yourself, or have you ever find yourself revisiting a debut album and realizing it's way more better, way better than you gave him credit for? It's funny you said that because Reasonable Doubt is actually one of those albums. Um, I liked it when it first came out, but when I went back to it, I was like, okay, this is better than I initially thought it was. Um, yeah, that's yeah, why definitely. I asked it. Because I, I thought that about that album. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, when that album dropped, you know, so I was still listening to it, it was written. You know what I'm saying? Or whatever the fuck. I mean, so, um, but it took me time to really uh, appreciate what Reasonable Doubt is. Oh, yeah. 
Yeah, I, I think, I think, uh, you know what? I think, and the funny thing is, I think, you know what made me appreciate reasonable doubt, and it's gonna sound funny when I say this because we're talking about, we we already said, okay, let's stick with strictly debuts, but it was, uh, in my lifetime, volume one that made me appreciate reasonable doubt the way that I do, because I went back and listened to it, and it was like, because I didn't, I wasn't a huge fan of in my lifetime volume one, so when I went back, I think the album was listened, horrible. Huh? You think the album was horrible? I only yeah. like four songs on it. I think it's horrible. Yeah, I thought I think he spent a lot of time trying to do what somebody else was doing, and then he realized I can't do that. That's not me. Like, you know what I'm saying? Um well, I mean, then, exactly. so yeah. yeah, exactly. So you know, that that part. But yeah, I listened to that and it made me go back to reasonable doubt. And and it was at that point that I was like, you know what? I always said this was good. I think it's better than I initially thought it was. You know what I'm saying? So yeah, that definitely happens. Um, even with uh, and I also sometimes I go back and revisit a debut album I really thought was great, and and then I listen to it again. I'm like, this really ain't all that. Like I'm gonna be honest. As much as I love Doggy Style, over time, I, I kind of lost a little love for it. Um, and I think it's mainly because as I've gotten older, some of the content doesn't resonate with me the same you know what i'm saying like sometimes i hear it and I'm, I, I cringe a little bit when i hear something that i used to jump up and down and laugh about um and that's just a, that's just a consequence of growth but you got to understand like we listen to that debut album of a 19 20 year old kid like we were kids so was he so <laughs> I mean, you know it is what it is we, we all said some shit when we was younger that we wish we, you know we wish we hadn't said and he just so happens to have all of those moments recorded on an album that the world heard but um yeah, I think I think it's necessary at times. I think it's really necessary, especially for somebody that you are a, um, a supporter of. Sometimes it's important to revisit the catalog, um, and for no other reason, just to make sure that you you know assess things properly. You know what I'm saying? I, I'm a big on assessing music. Like I don't, I'm a fan of music, but I'm also big on analyzing and critiquing music. You know what I'm saying? I always have been since I was young. So, um, so I guess I always knew I was going to end up in this space in some way. <laughs> but um, yeah, so I listen to shit and I'd be like. Man, that shit is really cool. But then I revisit. I always make sure that I revisit the album. Like I told you to break down how I listened to the albums last time, and it's very much the same when it comes to revisiting an album. Um, I have to set aside. I set aside a time. <laughs> like I know how long this album is. I need at least this much time to listen to it. I want to be uninterrupted. You know what I'm saying? I want to have my smoke. I want to have my my beverage of choice, whatever it may be. And that's what type of zone I'm in. And I'm going to listen to this album and I'm going to listen to it with brand new ears because I'm not the same person I was when this came out. So I want to know how I feel about it now. You know what I'm saying? Um, I don't right. know. So, nah, so even with, well, my point is like, you know, so like even bringing up the J joint, um, I had to grow some more to understand why Reasonable Doubt was what it is. Now, so far as like with, um, what you said so far as Doggy Style, I still think it's just as great as an album as it was back then. Like, I don't, I, I think what happened for you, you, I mean, you said it, you know, so you matured past it, so it doesn't feel the same, you know what I'm saying? Um, but I'm not judging his content, like, based upon my, my, my maturation. I just, again, like, I could just look at the piece of art for what it is, you know what I'm saying? So, it's ironic you said that like Black Sheep's first album used to be one of my favorites. You know what I'm saying? I actually went back and listened to that and I hadn't heard it in, in years. And I was sitting there listening like, damn, this music wasn't that great to me. The music. 
You know what I'm saying? Like for me, it was like Dress persona carried a lot of that shit. You know what I'm saying? He was a cool nigga, you know, he was a fly nigga, but you you could tell he was about he was about what he was about. And that's I think that's what got it for me. But like now I go back and listen, I'm like, the music isn't that great, especially when other people in your camp were making great music. A tribe called, called Quest made great music. I'm not talking about me being a fan of this shit and me singing this along with it. No, I mean the music itself. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Sounded, but that's why I said like doggy style, the music to me still sounds great. Tribe is one of the best produced groups in in, in the history of rap, in my opinion. Like they they have some really um, and, and and mind you, people may look at me saying that a certain way because I made the statement I made earlier. But um, I I didn't say I'm not a fan of Tribe. I said I'm not a huge fan of Tribe, and it's only because you know it's whatever. But like I, I recognize, but bro, when I hear some dope shit, I know it's dope when I hear it. You know what I'm saying? Like regardless of whether I'm a fan of a nigga or not, I know some shit is dope when I hear it. So um, yeah, you're right. The, the the production and. I personally, um, and, I, and I think you may know this just from some of the conversations we had, I personally didn't place high value on the production of a project in the beginning. Um, mm -hmm. I've always been obsessed with words. So like, it was always about the rapper for me, you know what I'm saying? And then um, I listened to, to, a, to an album uh, with, a, with a homie of mine. We was listening to the album. I was like, yo, this nigga rapping his ass off. They're like, yeah, he is. But this shit cheeks, yo. I was like, what you mean? He was like, bro, listen to the beat. And I'm like, man, fuck the beat. This nigga killing it. But he was like, no, no, no. You can't say fuck the beat, dog. That's part of your experience with this. He said, you one of them weird people that can tune out what you don't want to hear. And that's fine. But you're cheating yourself. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You're cheating yourself from the ultimate experience in this by not, uh, by not you know, embracing the entirety of the song, the entirety of the project. I was like, okay. That's why I can't go back and listen to a lot of first albums is because it's not... It's not really that great. Like when you guys are talking about Reasonable Doubt, I listened to Reasonable Doubt and I was like, I don't like this version of Jay-Z at all. And so I can't, I can't go back and listen to it. I, I really can't go back and listen to Kanye West's first album because I prefer the growth on late registration than I do, you know, anything that was spawning from um, college dropout. So it's definitely looking at the entirety of the songs not just the rapper so you know whenever i whenever i listen to somebody's older stuff it, it usually never is their first project the only first project that i think that i consistently go back and listen to all the time is fucking the, the slim shady lp okay so i got a question for you i have a question okay. for you because what, what you said I, I think might be might be mired in, in what i'm thinking so, so you just said Eminem, right? Mm -hmm. I want to pose this question so I get the answer out. What artists do you go back to? What artists that debut during your understanding for what this music is? I say for like 14, 15 up, do you still lis listen to and appreciate their debut album? Um, there's really not a whole lot of people. <laughs> um, not really because like i said it's usually second third album that i go back to now i'm probably you know going to upset some people but if if i'm just being honest here i'm listening to uh i'm listening to drake's first album mm -hmm. i'm listening to uh 
I listened to Wale's first album quite a bit. I like that album a lot. Um, Kid Cudi's, Eminem's on there. Um, but if we're if we're comparing like pioneers, people who have been around for no no uh, no 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 just no. oh you're talking about just just for me when yeah. I yeah yeah just just for you from age fourteen up. Okay, so there, there, so at age fourteen and up, I was looking at everybody's first album. I was looking at Commons, Consequence. I was listening to, I listened to fucking um, CeeLo's first album. So I mean, it wasn't, it wasn't just my, you know, this is this is who's popular at the time while I'm fourteen, fifteen. I was actually studying everybody's music, and so even J Cole's first album, uh, I was going back and listening to mixtapes. But if it's just for the people who were like in, inspiring to me, it was it was uh, Kanye West, um, uh, shit, uh, and Drake, and I'm trying to think of who else. Because you because you, you kind of about when you said you was like Drake while it like what I, what I'm thinking is like those guys debuted when you were around the, around those ages, right? Right, right, right. So that's what I'm getting at. So. Right. I, w- I wouldn't expect you doing your research to go back and have a full appreciation for reasonable doubt. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? I wouldn't expect you to have that. I wouldn't expect you to do it because it's not your, it's not your era. You know what I'm saying? Like right. that's not the era you've been. And that makes sense. I, so, I can't I can't really relate to what he's talking about um, for you know the time period at the age that he was at. I I was not going through those things. Or you know, I, it, the the music itself doesn't resonate with me because it's not something that I was introduced to when it was fresh. Right, 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 right. You know, right. So, but now, I mean, but even still, like I said, like if reasonable doubt is the the one we're talking about. Even for me, like I said, like when I heard it, I liked it. Mm-hmm. But I had to grow more as a man in certain areas to understand exactly what he was talking about. Because again. His debut album he dropped when he was 27 years old. Gotcha. You know what I'm saying? Like he wasn't no fucking teenager. He was almost 30 years old. So he had all of that time and those lessons to pack into that first album. So, yeah. And, and then again, the subject matter is a certain subject matter. So like when I say I had to grow, I had to grow. And so I had to get it. I'm like, oh, because I understood Nas better because I came from that. And now I was close to our age too. You know what I'm saying? At the time. Yeah, yeah, I wasn't in that world that Jay was talking about. But once I saw the world, I understood it. So that's what I'm like, okay, like I get it. So that's why I asked that question of you. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, okay, cool. Like, you, know? like, why, you go back and you listen to while they do. You go back, you listen to you said Drake first joint. You know what I'm saying? Like let me. So like so that so so that's it like yeah like so far as like research and shit like again like I wouldn't expect anybody to just go back and have a full appreciation for somebody debut if they didn't grow up. Right, right, right. And you you actually just hit the nail on the head about um, and I, and I know this is like we're not gonna have this conversation right now, but I was just gonna say the assessment that you just gave was the reason why I think um it started off a certain way and the reason why to this day I'm I'm more of a Nas fan than a Jay fan. Uh, even though even though I'm a huge J fan too, it's just about relativity at, at a point, you know what I'm saying? Um, and I can and I and I relate very heavily to, to Nas um, in a lot of ways. 
So um, it's the same reason why I like Tupac so much. We have a lot of similarities, you know what I'm saying? So it's like, you're drawn to what you're drawn to for a reason. You know what I'm saying? Sometimes it's the quality of the music. Sometimes it's how the music sounds. Sometimes it's because what this nigga talking is your life. You know what I'm saying? Like, it could be any number of things that, that draw you to a person. So like, um, but I'm glad we was talking about Jay-Z because um, I saw something that was presented and I thought it was pretty fucking dope. Uh, his homeboy Emery uh, is, is, has been invited to partake in the Puma, the Puma Big State situation. Um, I think that I think it's super. Like I saw some of the uh, designs, and I thought it was super dope. Um, but something uh, there's something to be said for sticking by your homies who come up in the game. That much I will say. There's something to be said for it. I, I wasn't saying that. <laughs> uh, I mean, I, I mean, literally, that's that's. I think that. Okay, Puma, this is the second time Puma's doing this, right? So, Emery's name doesn't come, I don't think Emery's name comes up in that conversation necessarily um, if he's not Jay's boy. You know what I'm saying? Um, and I think that sticking with Jay all that time and then remaining friends for over all this time. Uh, definitely play a part in that. And I think that anybody that's been close to Jay and stayed close to Jay at a point, um, they have gained some fortune, like, you know, gained some some interest to a woman that they may not have been had interest to before because of that. And I don't find any, I don't think anything's wrong with it. Uh, I think I think it's good that you are able to bring that position to win. Uh, if I was, if I was, you know, in a, in a position to do so, no questions asked, you know what I'm saying? If I, if I know, oh, they have a, a polo, a Facebook polo over here. They look up for people to participate. Oh, let me call E. You know what I'm saying? Let me call E and put his name in this conversation for this. You know what I'm saying? Or, oh, they're having a, you know, whatever, whatever the case may be. Some anime thing. Oh, shit, let me call Mojo. I might be able to plug him in with this. You know what I'm saying? Um, and that's how it's supposed to work. As we, as we progress through the game and we elevate ourselves and our positions, we're supposed to use that elevated position to, to help ensure the growth of the people that we that are that we're closest to. So it's super dope. Um it's super dope that he's doing it. I don't know if everybody's uh like keenly aware of what the whole the whole process looks like. But like basically um so Puma has Puma's been around for a really long time. Like for a really long time. <laughs> I almost slapped myself with the fucking phone, yo. <laughs> oh, that's just crazy. So, so Puma, Alexander John, and Emory Jones think for another mixtape collection. Um, basically, the article says, following up on their co collaboration in 2019, Puma is partnering with Alexander John and Emory Jones on another mixtape collection. Uh, John's Puma mixtape series has brought in several other collaboration collaborators, while Jones is a longtime business partner of JC and the co-founder of Paper Plays. For their latest link up, John and Jones uh, take on Puma RSX, two RSXLs, and a suede that all feature detailing, calling back to the earlier days of hip hop. Um, there is a really cool uh, gray design that I see that I saw on the Puma RSXL. Uh, Cassette yellow is super dope. Um, like, I really think that, you know, I, I'm not a huge Puma head, but with the way these look, I could definitely see 
and that's going to add any stuff on collections. Thank you, Jason, everybody involved with that. Um, I love to see people who came in the game quite closely tied to hip hop move into other areas and take hip hop with them. I think that's very important. Um, because as the genre continues to grow. Hold on, say that again, Pop. Oh no, I was just saying I think it's I think it's super important when people uh people who come in the game associated with hip hop grow into other things, but they they still bring hip hop with them. Um I think it's vital yeah. that we do that because hip hop is the biggest genre in the world. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So we have to uh, continue to allow that growth in other areas where we may be at at a point locked out. You know what I'm saying? I think it's important that we do that. Just my take, right? I don't know. I think he, I think he had to go take a shit. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I'm looking back at the camera. I was like, oh, he disappeared. Yeah, that's what got super. I was like, uh-oh. He ain't even got the camera on. That nigga got to go fight it. Oh, no, we all got our smoke breaks. You know what I mean? Shit, man. We all, on the real, like, we running up on, like, oh, that's good. Oh, shit. Hell yeah. But look, we ain't got to run this in the ground. We both know who we on our way to. I know he got shit he got to get to. Mm-hmm. Thank y'all for tapping in. Salute the Pretty Kings. Salute the Takeover Music Collective. Make sure y'all check out Mojo Bonds, Ready Wrong Beats, Subservice Tension EP out now, streaming on all platforms. Run that shit the fuck up. Check out the videos for Dragonfly, Not Your Role Model, out right now on YouTube. We got another one coming very soon. Um, Eat a Mad Assassin, always working for something. You know what I'm saying? Hey, hey I don't appreciate you calling me out having to take a shit. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I feel like you're body shaming. <laughs> oh, shit. Oh, shit. Nah, man. Hey, I was just saying, like, Whoa. I don't know if you was hearing, um, hearing what we was talking about. We was talking about the Emory. I was listening the whole time. Say what? I was listening the whole time. Oh, no doubt. So, I mean, did you have any thoughts on the on the, the Puma situation at all? Um, not really. You know what I'm saying? Like, I actually watched some of Emory, Emory interview the other day. I, I didn't get to finish it. Um, so I really don't know what they're doing because I don't follow Puma at all. I can dig it. I can dig it. Hell yeah. Man, you know? I, I, just love to see, I love to see niggas come up. Like, and, and I'm, I've never been the type of person to be, um, I, I, I think it disturbs me some when I see people get upset that somebody came up, you know what I'm saying? Like, it bothers me. Because I'm like, though, like, like we should all be cheering for each other. Like, even if we ain't on the same team, even if we not necessarily, you know what I'm saying, connected to one another, we should be cheering for each other's success. Um, because right. it's hard to make it out here. You know what I'm saying? Especially coming from a hip-hop background, um, sometimes it's hard to elevate beyond that. So when you do, I applaud it. I right. applaud that they didn't try to keep you in the box. So even if they tried, you was able to escape that performance. It's all good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I mean, like, why wouldn't we move for Emory at the end of the day? <laughs> no, I mean, real shit. So why wouldn't you? That is. You know, he came home. He got a great job because his homies. Yeah, he put on. I'm not the fucking weather, man. I'm not Al Roker and shit. We're not going to get into that right now. But, um, yo, thank you, brothers. It's always been a ball talking with y'all, man. Like, I don't think niggas understand. They be like, yo, man, that podcast is a dedication, man. That's commitment. I'm like, dog, I just like talking to my niggas, man. Like, it's cool. I ain't tripping. Like, this shit is not, like, you know, man. 
I love talking to my niggas. So that that this is um this is fun for me. Like I look forward to it every week. So thank y'all so much for your time. Thank y'all for and I, I said it a million times. I'm I'm probably gonna say it a million more so y'all forgive me. Thank y'all so much for joining the pod, man. And it's definitely changed the game for me and, and for the listeners as well. So thank you. I appreciate and, you. And in the words of Styles P, take dumps. My yo, see, Mojo, that's why I love this nigga, yo. Pause, but that's why I love this nigga, yo. <laughs> yo, y'all already know what time it is, man. Panther Politics Podcast. That is Eater Mad Assassin. That is Mojo Barnes. I am Seven the Panther. Salute to Pretty King's clothing. Salute to all the listeners. Make sure that y'all listen. Make sure that y'all share. Make sure that y'all comment. Make sure that y'all rate us on wherever y'all listen to podcasts. It makes, us easier for, uh, makes it easier for people to find us. Uh, make sure y'all tap in with our Rumble page. We will be posting video episodes there. Um, you know what I'm saying? Help your boys grow in this podcast world, man. We out here trying to get it. <laughs> we'll catch y'all on the flip side, y'all. Man, the Politics Podcast. Peace.